0: Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 130 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. This is our flagship show, and our flagship show is back on Friday night.
1: For now. For now.
0: <laughs> Had to sacrifice yeah, a few that days lasts. to get here, but... Uh, Matt and I have been playing some stuff. We wanted to make sure we could talk about it on the show. Uh, Also with the long holiday weekend last weekend, it kind of kicked us back a little bit, but it seems like on Fridays we get bigger crowds on the stream. Uh Uh, People can actually stay up late and watch it because they don't have to work the next day.
1: So it's good to be back on Fridays. Or get up early if you're in Europe.
0: Yeah, I guess someone just said they're in Europe and it's 2 a.m., so.
1: uh, (laughs) Either you're up early or you're staying up all night. Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, we're back on Fridays and I think we'll be doing Friday next week as well. Uh, just two episodes left, tonight and next Friday, before E3 kicks off. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, the 10th is the first press conference. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I guess
0: you're right. So yeah, next Friday will be the last one. Uh, we're going to talk about some big games today. We're going to start doing our E3 previews. We're going to talk about the big three today on the show, that being Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. Going to get you prepped for what to expect from the show from those guys. Uh, a couple big games to talk about. A couple things we should just talk about off the top that we don't even have room in the show for.
1: Uh, brand new Sonic Kart racing game was announced this uh-huh. week. Any impressions of that, real quick? I liked the last one, so I'll take a look at this one. I mean, I'm a little disappointed it's more Sonic than Sega. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. And Looks then, nice. And then yesterday, Assassin's Walmart, Creed. Walmart, get a hold of your shit. Yeah, man. Hey, you-
0: I love Walmart. It's great. <laughs> They're helping me prep for the show better than anyone ever has. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. And then uh, yesterday, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Mm -hmm. uh, was leaked, and then Ubisoft was like, screw it, we'll put out the
1: teaser. Here's a Sparta meme. Yeah,
0: it was essentially just a dude getting kicked off a cliff, uh, like two seconds long. Uh, So not worth talking about in the show, but we did want to mention them as some of the big things that happened. And then like, there's a whole
1: thing with... um... I said fiscal year, so it might be next year. It might be March. Could m- be before March. March of next year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, well, I know a lot of people... How do you
0: feel about the fact that they're getting back on that annual train with Assassin's Creed? Great. I like
1: a yearly Assassin's Creed. Really? Yeah. I thought like, it started to go sour, though, because of that. It went sour because they had no unifying goal and, and vision for the series. Um, if they've found a new format and are going to make all the different teams that work on these things stick to it and continually continue to iterate and, and, and advance and keep. because That was a the problem. They were just letting all the teams in the old, especially in the Ezio days, just sort of do whatever they wanted. You know, yeah. like Revelations in particular was just like, what the hell? Ha- it doesn't fit in the series at all. It seemed
0: like Ubisoft like did not back. have an IP Bible.
1: right. Right. And I think if they're gonna, if they're, you know, if they unify it, they found a new format that works in Origins. Clearly, this game was not suddenly thrown together in the last eight months well, or something. Of not, yeah. It's been worked on in tandem with Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, great. I really liked Origins. Uh, it was a little much at a certain point. Like yeah, it was, it, just, it was a long game, big ass game. Yeah. Um, but I like Bayek and Aya, and so. Uh, you know, if there's more of this I know if there's rumors about like you know that they're back as the playable characters there might be new characters you're playing who knows one yeah. way or the other I'm, I'm in Ancient Greece is a cool setting uh, I've seen some weird commentary about how like oh why would they call it Odyssey after Super Mario just call it it's just like because no. it's ancient Greece. Also, like- <laughs> because
0: there are certain words that are used over and over as gaming subtitles. And Odyssey is one of them. It's not like... Is it?
1: Yeah. I can't really think of it. Like,
0: I, I know this stuff because when I work in the admin on Sifted, like sometimes I'll just search for one word and it'll pull up all mm. the games.
1: I can't... What are some of the others? Albert Odyssey, but that was on the Saturn. Yeah. Uh, Arcus Odyssey is a little-known JRPG. I think Odyssey is, is pretty pretty minimal. Yeah, I mean, it it's not, it's right. not like Origins. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're right. <laughs> origins or, or, vengeance or vengeance or something like you know, that. Judgment Judgment.
0: <laughs> go on and on. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe why I was put off a little bit by it being announced that it's coming out this fiscal year is I remembered back to what happened back when it was in that yearly cycle and things got pretty nasty. And it wasn't necessarily that I didn't like the direction of the games or the setting of the games. It was just that the games were
1: really buggy and kind of broken. Yeah, well, I mean, that was really only Unity. And yeah. uh, Unity was sort of where the system broke down, finally. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to like, Assassin's Creed 3 was in the, was the Assassin's Creed 2 team, and they were working on that since they finished Assassin's Creed 2, which is a normal dev cycle. Yeah. But the part of the problem is some of the ideas that were integrated into the game in Brotherhood and Revelations did not make it into Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. so it felt like a step back. So the issue is, like, they have to... They have to be willing to unify. But there was tree anything. climbing then. Right. <laughs> Which then made it into every single game after that. Like yeah. They used that same tree animation for forever yeah. after that. Um, I just think uh, they, the, the key is that they can't have the mandate to release them every year. If, if, they, if they have an idea and everything's running smooth and they got everything on the same page and they can do another one yearly, great. But if you hit a point where you're like, okay, we need to, we need to slow down and figure out where we are right now, take a year off, like do that. Like they, I think I'm hoping that's the lesson they learned. There's no reason that like the yearly schedule itself was not the reason they were they were lessening in quality. The problem was that like UB just couldn't keep track of where everything was. Yeah, and was spiraling out of control. And and supposedly it it was a mandate from you know UB headquarters like an Assassin's Creed has to come out every year, hell or high water, and that's where that's how something like Unity happens. Yeah.
0: I mean, Syndicate was a pretty clean game.
1: I didn't, yeah. I didn't love it, but it was a, it was relatively bug-free. I liked it, and also once Unity got patched up, it was a pretty good game too. Yeah. It was not one of the best ones, but uh, is better than three. Well, uh, when you have that many, it's yeah, it's
0: hard to be one of the best ones. There's a, there's ones. a big
1: because uh, I was looking through my U my UPlay account or my Club Ubis or UB, whatever, whatever it about. is now. I don't know, <laughs> um, and it's like you know I have all the assassins. I played all of them. I think all of them 100%. Like I, yeah. I, that's, that's my favorite series of the last generation. And uh, yeah, like once you get into the chronicle stuff, it's, it's just like, oh, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's yeah, a big, it's been a big a lot. series. I mean, you think about the series is only about 10 years old. You think about how many games have been released in that series already. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, so once, once a year is actually less than what they were doing. And that's not even counting like the terrible handheld games. Right. Yeah. There true. were two games on the DS. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They've, they have milked that franchise for all oh, yeah. it's worth and continue to
0: apparently with another game coming out this year. Yeah. Well, I like
1: that they've gone which kind of Witcher 3 in terms of formatting with it and I think that works so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that this is not just like a reskinning into ancient Greece and they, you know, this is like, you know, they've had an extra year so maybe they've incorporated some ideas that didn't make it in Origins. I feel like there's got to be stuff that didn't make it in Origins that they can now do with this. Get ready for some chariot racing. I feel like there's going to be a lot more. <laughs> I I mean, feeling, yeah. I mean, that was in Origins, but I feel like there's going to be more of an emphasis now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, buckle up for Ancient Rome in 2020, I guess. I yeah. That seems that like means? the next step. It does, absolutely. I'm hoping we eventually get to one that takes place in, uh, like, the Aztec Empire or something like that. Like, Aztec or Incan, like, in the height of. There's a lot yeah. of mystery behind those civilizations. Yeah. Well, for that, whatever
0: reason, they've not been able to really nail down a lot of the historical information of that
1: culture. They, they know a fair amount about it. I mean, it gets more and more as you go, but part of the problem is there's not a ton of written records, and uh, you know, the, the the Europeans kind of burnt the whole thing to the ground. You know, it's like there was no there yeah. was no uh, effort to preserve anything. So we're kind of working from rubble. Yeah. But. Um, I think uh, there's you know something that like takes you know like uh, uh, like an Aztec like peak of of the Aztec Empire thing could be some really cool stuff. Uh, that's some hardcore archaeology background work, but. Uh They're good at that. Uh, Yeah. Assassin's Creed is not afraid (laughs) of that. That's what it does. And uh, I would like to see them keep doing the thing they did with Origins where they had like kind of the, you know, walk around and get told by Egyptologists about the very, you know, that was a cool thing. It It was. was, Yeah, absolutely. um, So I'd like to see them keep that level of historicity, historical authenticity (laughs) uh, to uh, to it. Like, you know, I I can see no reason you wouldn't do that in, in ancient Greece. I hope they do the thing in ancient because one of the things about ancient Greece that people don't necessarily know is that all those beautiful alabaster white statues were painted up like cartoon characters back then. Oh, really? Uh, I not They were—they were all Roman and Greek statues were painted very colorfully. Really? You can see the paint kind of fading on. So they—they they did not look all these austere kind of houses, wow. in the holy album cover thing. That. No, they're painted up like like, you know, like garish. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. They, they look—if look, you saw them today—you'd be like, what's wrong with? Why would you have that in your house? Interesting. But, um, with like eyeballs and everything. Huh. Um, so if they do, you know, and that was in also in uh, uh, origins to some degree. Like the like statues were painted. They painted the statues to look like people.
0: Wow. All right. Well, with that, it's time to get on the show. On we, we, with the show. We have a huge show today. Uh, we're gonna do our best to try to keep the time of the show down as much as possible. Uh, we've been kind of short over the last few episodes. Last week was close to three hours. I have a feeling this one's gonna hit it. So uh, mm-hmm. kick those feet up, get yourself a beverage of choice, <clears> and get ready to go because we are ready to dig in. Our first topic this week is. A game, that maybe we're a little late on this one, um, because we recorded the last show, and then it came out yeah. that day, I think.
1: It came out the night that night, Yeah, you know, something like that, yeah.
0: And uh, so it's Detroit, Become Human. Uh, this game started as a tech demo mm-hmm. to basically show off what was possible with PlayStation 4. People got so into the demo, it eventually turned into a game. The next game from Quantic Dream and David Cage. I have not played this. I played the demo, but Matt, you've been digging into it all week. Um, well...
1: I want to say all week. <laughs> it's like. <I'm laughs> Do a, tell, Matt Kyle. I'm about, a th- I think, a th- between a third and a half, halfway through it. And um, I kind of stopped playing it because you uh, I just don't care. Um, <laughs> here's the thing it's gorgeous. Like, the, the game it is, is beautiful. A beautiful the, te- game, the tech yeah. on display is amazing. The facial capture is like nothing else I've seen in just about anything. Um, like almost, you know, and like if you've played Heavy Rain and, and uh, Beyond Two Souls, you've kind of seen a, a kind of the similar approach. But like, the the use of depth of field is incredible. The use of, of skin texture and and you know uh, the translucency of skin with like the blood vessels beneath them is incredible. Um, uh, you know you know subfacial muscles, musculature, uh, lines in the skin. Um, everything like that is unbelievably well done. That's almost photorealistic. I mean, it is really, really... Look at that face. And, like, (laughs) yeah, you... you, I don't think... So I've played, like, a bunch of, you know, what, 10, 12 chapters or something. I don't think I've ever seen anything clip through anything in the game. Like, I don't don't think I've seen a clipping error. I don't think I've seen any... I mean, I've seen, like, physics stuff where things fall over or whatever, but, like, like where you see, like, you know, like, a hand doesn't grasp an object properly. I don't think I've seen a single error like that. Wow. The problem is... You have to actually play. David it. Cage still wrote it, <laughs> and it, like, and, and the thing is, like, there's there's the elements of it that are interesting. Like, the, the gameplay is basic. If you have played Heavy Rain or, or Beyond Two Souls, it's it's uh, very similar. It's the same kind of like, you know, the little little button th- prompts come up, and you have to hold them or press them, and you know, kind of a you know, quick time event idea. Uh, there's there's a little, it's a little less demanding, I think. I, you know, there's there's, uh, there's action scenes where you have to do stuff. Or if you screw up too much, the characters can die. You know, just like heavy rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I've done, but I've done a couple of those. And like, you you, you get a few chances. Like, you know, you, there's a, there's a the, the first real scene that's. I mean, actually, I guess you can die in some surprise. You can you know, the the Connor guy, uh, the detective android. So the 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 demo, which is the uh, the investigate the the hostage situation on the penthouse or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first. Thing in the game oh this, it is this, this that's the, the beginning it's the, the, the very beginning of the game oh, okay uh and you never know where those demos are coming no, from. no and he can you can actually die in that like, you, like there's a one of the if you play it i guess wrong would be the way If you play it like real tough what guy, does that mean play it wrong yeah it means like if you if you basically play the situation wrong where he has to tackle the android off the roof that's the end of Connor the story. android dies yeah okay not yeah. the little girl no. Well, that, that can happen, too. Oh, OK. Um, so the, every, every chapter has a flow chart. You can look at while you're playing it or afterwards. And uh, anything you do is unlocked. And it also shows you like, alternate choices you didn't take. And then anything you didn't find yet is locked. A lot of the, some of the flowcharts are crazy expansive. Like like they. Go, I can go, see that
0: just from the demo.
1: Um, the pro, but like they tend to railroad you back to one or two to three choices of how something ends. Uh, the more interesting things are every once in a while you run into something that uh, the um, it'll have a little yellow unlock thing on it, and that is something that will impact something later in the in another chapter. And they've been very minor things. If like uh, there's a if you play the demo, there's a, a cop that's been shot on the roof, near the, near the, the, the android, who's the deviant android, and you can go over and try to help him, and the, and the android says, leave him alone, if you ignore him and help the guy and get him to the medics, uh, he will show up in a later chapter and thank you for oh, saving cool. his life. Um, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so there's a lot of things, like, where all that kind of stuff, like, kind of fits together is interesting. Some of the investigation stuff, I think, is interesting, like, piecing together what happened and choosing the, the dialogue options to kind of, because you're, you're teamed up, the, the android, the, the Connor, the, the investigation android, is teamed up with a gruff, aging homicide detective who's played by Clancy Brown, uh, who is, it's, it's one of the best performances in the game, the two best performances in the game, so far at least, are Clancy Brown and Lance Hendrickson. Uh, probably a not a coincidence. Yeah,
2: um,
1: Clancy Brown is like. First off, he looks. The character looks exactly like him, and like it. You, sometimes it's just like you're watching Clancy Brown act. Wow. In a game, like it's it's amazing. uncanny. Like the, the tech is incredible, but like he's he's a a grizzled old homicide detective cop with a drinking problem and a tragic past. And he doesn't like androids, and now he's got an android for a part. I wouldn't surprise me if he's two days from retirement. Like, it's like, <laughs> the game is so riddled with cliches. Tropes and... It's ju- like, there's a, the, yeah, like, if, if you've seen the the demo from, I guess it was his Gamescom last year with the the cartoon abusive uh, father. Yeah, we were showing that earlier, yeah. actually. Yeah. That dude makes no, that dude is a dick from minutes one, and, like, at all times, for no reason, he's just a jerk, and, like... Like you'll pass him in the hallway doing like chores and stuff, but yeah, that's like the first hour of the game. They got you like cleaning dishes, yeah. like because it's a David Cage game, right? Yeah. And like you pass him in the hall and he just like pushes you against the wall. He's like, "Get out of my way!" It's like, bro, I've seen the the little like document document things and stuff in this game. These androids cost like eight grand. No, like that's stop, stop pushing your freaking. So would you would we're you like at
0: this clip earlier? He's living in a
1: dump of a yeah. house, yet he has an android. He has this eight thousand dollar android <laughs> that he treats like, and I, like when you come back. To the house is because he had you in to be repaired because he ripped your arm off. or oh, something. Oh, geez. And it's like it's an event. You know, obviously you've seen that that demo. Like you know, it all goes to hell in a couple of chapters, and you have to escape with the little girl. And there's like 14 different ways to do that. Um, which is cool. You know, it's cool that there's all these different ways to do things. It does feel like you have a, you're still railroaded into the kind of the story outcomes for, to some degree, but it does feel like you have a larger amount of choice in how things play out and trying to figure out how the, the different ways to do things uh is actually pretty good except for the fact that when you replay a chapter it's it, most stuff you can't skip i think because it's masking a lot of loading right so you can't jump like so just skip to the part that you that you need to do the, right. the, the you know there's checkpoints you can load from but you gotta see it sit and watch all the dialogue again for the most part um which i think some people will not have the patience for uh especially because the dialogue's not very good and um so you've got all this stuff like that um and then like you 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 escape from the guy there's like a bunch of different ways you can escape from him and you are kind of on the run, and then the next chapter, you have to wander around um, with the little girl trying to find a place to stay for the night. And once you do that, do that. I always said, do that. Do what that. that? <laughs> do that. Once you do that, uh, there's a scene where the little girl sits down and kind of does you know, everything's kind of processing everything. And she's, she's like, I don't know why he's always so angry. He wasn't angry before mommy left. It must be my fault. It's, it's like every ABC right. after school <laughs> special cliche about an abused child. like she just lists every single thing for like a minute it's not i mean i'm not it's not even a dialogue sequence she just sits there and rattles off like 14 sentences any one of which would have been a fine thing to say in that situation for a child in that situation but you can't say all of them them. because then it's just comedic like it's 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 real. it becomes absurd like you know the the marcus the the android i think who's kind of the poster android to some degree he's the, the, the the black android who uh kind of has the revolutionary look yeah, to yeah, him yeah. in the commercials yep. he starts as lance hendrickson's uh servant android like his assistant because lance hendrickson is basically a dying old man and he's a famous painter and uh and a very rich man and like it, there's, a, there's actually it's a nice sequence where like uh, when it's not being dramatic and there's some stuff where it's just like two characters kind of interacting, it's kind of nice. Like, I would like to play a game where I just live with Lance Henriksen and help him, paint, help him paint paintings. It was, it was fun. I like that part. But, like, you, you, he tries to teach the android, he tries to teach Marcus how to paint. Uh-huh. And so Marcus paints a thing, like, basically a still life. And he's like, well, that's exactly a good copy of what that is, but now close your eyes and paint what you feel. He's trying to teach the Android to feel, which is never a good idea. Right, yeah. But, like, um... <laughs> that's a huge mistake. But, like, uh, that's where you've, if you've seen the Twitter memes well, where it's, like... he's gonna
0: die anyway. He doesn't care what yeah, happens. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, you've seen the
1: Twitter memes where it's, like, it's, like, it's got like press X to identity. Right. Press yeah, circle yeah. to despair. It's, like, you're picking the theme of the painting. So that's, sort of, the press X to Jason uh, equivalent right. for this game. Uh, and then, of course, Lance Hackerson's uh, wayward son, adult son, busts in... And he's just like, I need, I need cash, Dad. And like, and he's like, you're on the drugs again. And it's just, and, the, and it's like, you love the android more than me. And it's just like, yeah. guys, it just could you not hit every single cliche on the yeah. fall down the ladder, please? Yeah. And it, you know, and he has to go find the resistance group, and the resistance group is a bunch of ragtag androids living in a warehouse, and they call themselves Jericho. And it's just like, and it's just, uh, and like then it's just. It's so pretentious for no reason cuz it's not really covering any new ground but it could have. It's just frustrating that all this tech is in the service of this pedestrian idea. It's pedestrian it's not an, even a pedestrian idea. It's a pedestrian way of writing it. Take stop letting David Cage write his own games cuz also because you start know, getting it you start getting into this like slavery parallel and like the civil rights parallel which is obvious. I mean, it's yeah. it's right there but like the, you know, this, the title screen is like this weird close-up of this female android who just like looks around your room and comments on your decor. Not re- I mean, it doesn't actually use the camera or anything. Right. But she's like, I really like your decor. I just, I really like it. I this like your, couch. And or... it's like, <laughs> like, I'm an SX200 android. I just thought you might like to. It's like a really awkward date. And like, I don't know why that's the menu screen. Like, it's very weird. And she kind of has this worried look. Like, I don't know, like, when I finish the game, is she gonna rebel and like reach out and strangle me? Or, like, what, what's going on? Um, how is the game structured, Matt?
0: So there's three playable characters. Three playable
1: characters, and it basically alternates between them at first. So it goes Connor to Kara, who's the, the, the abusive, abusive father android, yeah, and Marcus, who is the Lance Hendrickson. So it alternates between them, and ra- fairly quickly they start crossing uh, paths. So like, because um, the, the the story with the with Connor and the police stuff. Is that he uh, and there's been a huge rash of androids going deviant, they call it, and attacking or assaulting or escaping from their masters or whatever. And they're trying to. He's trying to solve it with Clancy Brown, and Clancy Brown doesn't want the help. He doesn't need the help of this. And <laughs> it just it it just it's so predictable. But um, and so uh, the and it, it's actually you see it kind of unfold in, in this in the chapter where you're playing as Connor in the police station. You see Todd, the abusive father, leaving. Having made a report that he was assaulted, quote unquote, by, by the, android. the android, and so now the android is in your files, and they get a report that an android, uh, whatever you did in that chapter, somebody reports that the android, this android, is wandering around with this kid, and um, so you go to investigate, and it's an, see, it's an interesting thing where you cross over because at first you're playing it's as Kara, a
0: dichotomy. Yeah. At well, you first did...
1: you're playing as Kara in the house, and you're in. I was in the house with this crazy android who only refers to himself in the first person, who tries to make the, the kid. Eat a roasted like rodent or something. It's very weird, but uh, <laughs> so. it's not, he's not a well robot. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're doing that, and then it switches to Connor getting there with the cops. So you know where she is, and kind of it's up to you whether Connor figures it out or not, and then goes in and sort of you know you have to kind of. It's weird, you're investigating a situation that you know more about than the character, so you have to decide whether that character figures it out or doesn't figure right. it out, and that can determine what happens. That's kind of cool, and though. There's it's, it's, it's some cool I- ideas in terms of like the gameplay, if you want to call it. Like, most of it's just pressing QTE buttons. but like, And then if- Isn't is
0: that really the problem? Because the story sounds rote, and it sounds very yeah. quote unquote video game. But it does sound like it's at least a little bit better than the average video game story, but- the rub there is that the story in this game
1: needs to be really good because right. that's really all there is. Right. I mean, the, the Android on the on the title screen is quoting Martin Luther King at me. Like wow. you, you, you think you earned that? You're out of your damn yeah, mind. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> and um, it's it's just like and there's stuff that's you know, like that same chapter where you're investigating uh, Kara, Like you you, if you find her, a chase starts. And, you're basically, and, and the game kind of switches between you playing as her trying to get across this busy freeway and playing as Connor trying to chase them. And That's I, weird. And you're chasing either of, yourself right, essentially. And either of them can die in, oh, wow. if you screw up too much. And, um, and so you're like, oh, could you? So if you screw up as Kara too much, she could die. Or she could just slow down enough that when you play as Connor, you could catch her. And so there's all these different outcomes for that. I don't know how that I only got the one because I haven't gone back and played through. Again, because you're supposed to basically play through the whole game and then go back and do the stuff you missed, right? Um, and sort of live with your choices the first time through and then see all the variants. Um, but that whole sequence, like, is actually really cool. From a wow, like that looks really good. I mean, it's in the rain and like the cars are moving like crazy and they're getting knocked around by the cars and getting back up and hopping over stuff and you're trying to keep up with the QTE and that's pretty cool. Like like that, like, If you want, sounds s- like it has its moments. Yeah, if you want to see a PlayStation Pro like. Push some really Slacks gorgeous visuals, yeah. like because again, you can you can do that in this game because it's doing nothing. Right. Like you know exactly where these characters are going to be. You, you 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 don't have to worry about is the player going to suddenly turn around or or, is the, or like the around, run over there. Over there. Yeah. Like you know you you can make these visuals this this quality because you have very strict control over what somebody does in yeah. each of these areas. Um, which is, a, I mean, that's a valid trick. It's, a, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's not cheating, really. It's yeah. just like, that's the type of game we made, so we're going to make it as gorgeous as we can, and that's how you should do it.
0: I mean, I've often wondered about what would happen if a developer made a game, and I think I maybe even mentioned it a couple years ago on the, on Game Face, that was entirely inside. Mm. So that polygon budget, they never have to draw a horizon, they never have to draw anything outside. How detailed would that game be? Yeah. And maybe this is kind of the first example of that well, you go when outside you really a fair kind of amount. have that control and knowing exactly mm-hmm. what the player's going to see, what you can actually do with the hardware we have now.
1: Well, you go outside a fair amount of this, and also like I've I've asked that question to some degree of, of game developers who work on that stuff, or like like with God of War, I was like, if you pull the camera back out too far, don't you just break the polygon budget? And they're like, no, like like that doesn't really matter. Like you're you're kind of already dealing well, it's, with it. It's being yeah. drawn. Yeah, well, I mean you can use. Ambient occlusion to kind of right, but like he's they're like that doesn't really that's not a big budget problem for, for, yeah. for the kind of the visual uh, quality. So they're doing some really. The, my, my main issue with this is like, oh, I do like some of the characters and some of the sequences are very impressive to look at. Like it's not pulling me the story's not pulling me through. At and that's all. what you need. Uh, and that's all there the is game. here basically, right. unless you're just here to like look at the pretty pictures, um, which might be enough for some, but not really for me, especially when I got other things to do. Um, I like a couple of the characters. I like Marcus. Uh, I like Kara. Uh, Connor's interesting because they keep they keep flashing. Like, the main, three main characters are interesting. They keep flashing up a thing on Connor's thing that has like, you know, like something about software error. Like so clearly he's building up to the point where he's going to go rogue or right. whatever. Um, so like, and I'm sure that's got some, probably got some really impressive like you know riots in the streets sequences because like you know I'm sure you've seen the commercials and stuff that have yeah. you know they, they, there's some action in this game eventually. Um, But it just hasn't been anything to really make me go back to it much. Every time I start a chapter, I look at this character that I kind of like, and I'm just like, I'm sorry for whatever stupid, cliched thing is about to happen to you.
0: (laughs) Is is it fair to say, though, that it's at least, you know, people who have played Heavy Rain or Beyond will know what to expect? Yeah, you know what you're
1: getting into on this, and I think one of the things it has an advantage over Beyond Two Souls, at least with, is um, one of the problems I had with Beyond Two Souls was that... uh, they told that story non-chronologically for reasons that escape me completely because like there's no reason to cut that you know because you remember the game jumped around through her life the whole yeah. time and like none of none of the stuff that followed really seemed to need the information that you were told by the later scenes coming sooner and then I replayed it after I finished it in chronological order because there's an option to do that. And I thought it was a much better story. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know why. I mean, it's not a great story to begin with, but like Ellen Page does, has a good performance that kind of pulls you through it. Um, in fact, part of the problem I have with Detroit in that sense is might be that like the three main characters do all have good performances so far for what they have to work with. But when you keep jumping me from one to the other, I feel like I'm starting over every time, and right. it's just sort of. I see what you're saying. So this game, so far at least, goes completely chronologically. It, it shows the date and the time in the corner of every every chapter, and like you're starting at this one point and moving through this timeline. Which and, and there's a little thing, every time you finish a chapter, that shows like kind of the public opinion of androids. So I assume as you move forward in that, uh, public opinion will drop, and you know shit will blow up. Uh, and well, you'll have a full-blown riot on your hands eventually, or, or something like, you know, you'll be fighting in the streets, protests, etc. Um, the other interesting part is um, there's an option when you look at the flowchart after you finish a chapter, you can uh, hit, a, I think it's a triangle, and it shows you the percentage of people who played that picked the same things you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pick world or friends. One, Very inter-
0: Telltale-like.
1: Interesting point number one Once I passed Chapter 2, all my friend percentages were zero because clearly no one I know is playing this game. Right. (laughs) World percent, I was interested that I'd go through chapters where I'm just like, oh, some crazy stuff happened here, and this happened, I went over here, and then this happens. And I'd look at the world percentages, and it was like 99% the the pathway i took the whole path i took so clearly wow. people are not deviating from whatever this kind of through line is interesting and like there's and even like things that i thought were like oh it's weird I'm, i was surprised that happened i did that it's like 98 everybody did i was like okay that happened to everybody it's
0: like <laughs> final question so people kind of know what they're getting into with this game if they've played the prior two games so rank the three games from third to first
1: oh um I haven't, I mean, obviously I haven't finished it yet, but just in terms of kind of presentation and subject matter, I think Detroit is probably at the top. Number one. Um, Beyond Two Souls would be number two, and Heavy Rain would be like down at the bottom of a well somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Heavy Rain is terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I, there's people who like that game, but there were there was a huge plot hole in that game that just blew it all for oh, there's me. A, there's a few of them. There are a few, yeah. but there's one huge one. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a game that's built on story, to have a gigantic plot hole that
1: makes no sense whatsoever—it just ruined the mm. whole thing. Well, the, also, like the, you know, that game has a big twist, and it doesn't earn it at all. Yeah, it's just exactly. a, it's just a, it, and it's kind of a big screw you to the player too. Yeah. like it's it's not it doesn't it's not an honest storytelling technique that they use, and I didn't like that. And um, I mean, I mean, it's it's, I I, I even like I like Indigo Prophecy better than better than. And an acronym if you go way back, you get to, with this, this team, you get to Omicron, um, which is uh, the David Bowie game, yeah. I think, and uh, that one was pretty, I like all, the, all everything that uh, Quantic Dream has done, I like better than Heavy Rain, but Heavy Rain um, is kind of also something to, to look at in parallel with Detroit, in the sense that, like, Heavy Rain had the same thing, where it's like, oh, the story's not very good, but wow, look at it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Detroit's not going to be beautiful forever. Heavy you know, Rain
0: seems more similar to Detroit than it does Yes, there's, there's more, to,
1: more of, uh, at least in terms of structure and kind of the jump in between characters because Beyond Two yeah. Souls is clearly about Ellen Page's character, period. Right. Uh, and um, and the, I think that the story uh, in, in Beyond Two Souls is also not particularly well told, but uh, focusing on one character and sort of having a really good actor, uh, Ellen Page, like kind of pull you through that as that character... Worked a lot better than jumping me between different characters uh, in Heavy Rain in Detroit. Um, also, you, you just were able to focus more on her and on Willem Dafoe as her father figure, and that all kind of fit together better. And I felt, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of questions about the world in Detroit. The world of Detroit is more interesting than what's happening to the characters. That's uh, you, Maybe that changes later on. It could, the... but like... I don't have a lot of faith in it so far, because so far the setup is about as compelling as a a very special Punky Brewster episode. (laughs) So it just makes me think, like, man, imagine if a decent storyteller could get a hold of this kind of budget, this kind of time, and this kind of tech, and tell me something worthwhile. Imagine if you gave this to, I don't know. Don't Hmm. say Kojima. I'm not going to (laughs) say Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) Kojima's grand ambition is to be John Carpenter right? Right, like not even good John Carpenter escape from New York John Carpenter it's like at least want to be the thing John Carpenter right Yeah. I believe this is a tech demo this whole game was based on yeah this is the this This is like what we saw
0: first that ended up becoming it's interesting that it ended up being the best of the three games and it was based on a tech demo instead of a concept that they came up with. Well, Heavy Rain was
1: also based on a tech demo. Is that true? It was based on that that tech demo of that woman like screaming at you with a gun in the kitchen.
0: Oh, you're right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that.
1: And she was in the Heavy Rain as a a prostitute that hung out with uh, the detective. (laughs) That
0: got a chuckle out of Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sam loves
1: prostitutes. We know that. So, so Matt, it's the Boston in him. Would
0: you re- so let's say you're talking to the guy on Sifted who, when he goes to set up his gamyval scores, he puts story all the way up.
1: Would you recommend this to that person? Not if he's encountered stories that aren't video games. Okay. But because well, look I mean I'm I mean look my degree is in English literature like I've read a lot of good stories this is not one of them yeah um, As what games about go, on it's... the video game scale because you know what I say I always say the best video game stories are the worst mo- stories from films right um, I mean look if you're ready for something like like a comparison would be I mean it's it would be something that would be on mystery Science Theater yeah it's just got better production values I mean okay. there's not a whole lot of space between this, if, you, if you're if you gonna make a movie out of this or something, there's not a lot of space between this and Parts the Clonus Horror, uh, which is the cheesy 70s movie that uh, the, uh, Michael Bay's The Island stole from. Um, there's not a lot of space between those in terms of like, present- in terms of storytelling and acting mm-hmm. in, in ex- with the exception of people like Clancy Brown and, and Lance Hendrickson, although Par- Clonus Horror also has Peter Graves in it, it's pretty good. Um, it's it, like imagine it's so, cuz it's it's hard to see past it i guess because it looks so good graphically and it's yeah. so slick but this is like a C list like kind of exploitation 70s film to me in gotcha. a lot of ways like, it's like it's it's i guess it might have like cheese factor like appeal in the same way that like Logan's Run does
2: you know <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: i know what you're saying but like or like Zardos you know like I clear and and it's done in that same kind of extreme earnestness that movies like Zardos is, are done where it's like um clearly whoever made Zardos really believed in Zardos you know like <laughs> it's um it, it's there's no doubt of that but you watch it and you're like what do you do? like what okay and it's like it means it might be fun but like the game thinks it's profound right david we, cage yeah david profound. cage thinks it's profound yeah. i watch this and i'm just like this is this is my first equality story basically i mean it's like it it reads in it's like it's written by in places it feels like it's written by like a young teen as like a story and they thought they were saying something profound about like equality or racism or whatever or or um or you know self-awareness or 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 kind of tech you know the, the futurism kind of angle of it but in truth it's just like well that's pretty good for your first try but Hopefully you grow past that, you know? Yeah. It's that it's that thing where like you read like a young kid's or you when you're a young kid and you write something and it's basically just a straight rip-off of all your favorite things. Right,
0: all into one. Yeah. And
1: you know, you start by doing that and eventually you kind of develop your own voice. Yeah. Like it feels like David Cage just never develops his own voice. It Got feels it. like everything he makes, like Heavy Rain was just a by the numbers murder mystery that had a weird twist in it. Beyond Two Souls was sort of the standard sort of like you're an outcast experiment supernatural thing. like you know, Beyond Two Souls, I think, had more original ideas in its head than either of the other two. Uh, and Detroit just feels like, okay, well, you're Red Eye Robot, and you sort of extrapolated from there, and then you saw Blade Runner twice. It's, yeah. like, like, Would um, you recommend
0: anybody buy this, Matt?
1: Probably not for 60 bucks. Um, Where do you think's a
0: fair price maybe
1: well there was a thing on uh, like PlayStation rewards or something or I don't remember what it was like Mario 64 sweet about it where if you watched like a video you got a 20% off coupon um, that's pretty I mean I think that's over <laughs> but that was ended yesterday yeah, 40 bucks the 40 would bucks like... was a I feel I paid 40 bucks for it and I felt like I, I don't feel like I got ho- totally hosed okay. on it you know <laughs> um, I'll probably go back to it and like finish it eventually um, so I'd say 40 and under it's a pretty good deal um, i know we really don't recommend things at full price very often on you this show yeah um and it goes if you if you played heavy rain and beyond two souls and you thought they were fine storytelling wise this game is probably even You're a little uh, it. yeah it's probably, <laughs> i mean this game is probably a little better than yeah. either of those games in terms of storytelling i mean the one thing i can say i guess is that he is getting better this yeah, game has gotten better i don't think he's good at it in you know writing these these meaningful quote-unquote stories um but he's improving. But yes. he's improving to some degree, and and I don't know, I don't know what's going on. The details of that are, but like, yeah, if you pl- didn't think anything was wrong with the writing in Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls, like you should probably already own this game. They like probably do. Probably do, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe by uh, PlayStation Seven, yeah, he'll actually get to a place where he's writing a eighty-year-old David Cage. Right? Just like <laughs> it's like I know, I, I, finally I finally figured it out.
1: And like it'll be. A game about his life, right? <laughs> It'll be like an autobiography, right? <laughs> and you're like, this is this is the most melodramatic. But it's like that's what really that's happened. It's like, <laughs> well, remember, explains so many things. Well, remember, yeah.
0: they just had like the sexual harassment lawsuit and all right. that stuff that's yeah. going
1: on. And actually, maybe the next game will be about just Quantic oh, Dream. That, that would be so in character. <laughs> It'd be like, it was like, well, this has happened to me, and now I have to explore it as an artist, <laughs> kind of thing. And you're just like, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so
0: there you go. That's Detroit uh, Become Human. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk next about a poka pokey explosion that happened this week. Explosion! Does E3 mean nothing to people anymore? <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> you announced three Pokemon games in one day
1: with really no pre-announcement whatsoever. Well it's like everyone's just like, oh, they're trying to get ahead of the news cycle. So if you if everybody tries to get ahead of the news cycle enough, one year E3 is going to be in May again.
0: Or they'll just cancel it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they'll be, it'll be like the
0: last week of
1: May. And they'll be like, you know what? We're just going to cancel That's kind it's, of in line. Everything's with, happened already. It's kind of in line with what's already happening to E3, though. It's like everything's getting so dispersed. And everything's like, you know, two companies aren't even on the floor anymore. Yeah. And everything, you know, the press, press conferences keep moving up and up and up and up. You know, the press conferences used to be all be on Tuesday except for like one on Monday night. Yep. And now, like, they start t- Sunday morning. Yep. You can't. And if people are. You know, you, people used to fly in Sunday morning. Now they fly in Friday night. Yeah. And it's just. It's getting. You know. It's moving more and more back. And the show floor is getting less and less important. And meanwhile, there's all these other events popping up around right. the show.
0: I mean, Microsoft has their. It's, it's just thing. an
1: increasing. You know, and the, I think you know, and a lot of the really good information, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the real journalistic work, is pre-done via Judges Week yeah um you know the 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 actual physical three days on the floor is becoming less and less important to kind of the industry and the media and it's and i think that's why you're seeing the esa try to shift it to be a public event in that regard because that's that those are the people that are going to benefit the most from it if they can ever figure out how to make it work now on the flip side we're doing we're going to do a
0: lot more from the show floor this year because of the shift in focus to the fans getting in like we're going to shift our coverage a little bit to talk to those Mm -hmm. people and figure out what it's like we're going to ask people if they felt like it was worth it, talk to people who traveled from the East Coast and eight hours in line paid and the paid for Nintendo the flight, booth. real paid time, for the hotel, and we're going to go to them on Thursday. We're going to say, "Hey, has it all been worth it?" Uh, I think that's a pretty valuable service to a lot of people who are thinking about maybe making their sojourn to E3. But yeah. anyway,
1: there hasn't been a lot of like investigation into what the r- normal people think about nope. going to E3. I haven't
0: seen anything like it, so we're going to do some of that stuff. But let's get back to Pokemon. So Japan just don't give a crap. No. Zero F's given, pretty much well, about I mean, E3. Nintendo has
1: always kind of seen themselves as somewhat separate from these kinds of shows. Well, anyway.
0: Pokemon Company in particular is, is kind of does its own thing, mm-hmm. uh, even outside of what Nintendo normally does. It is its own private company, and it can make its own own decisions and. I don't know why you would think you'd need to get out of from under the avalanche of information from E3 because Pokemon mm-hmm. is frickin' Pokemon. Maybe, but maybe
1: they don't trust Nintendo to
0: showcase it properly.
1: That, that's possible as well. Although a limited I mean, amount of
0: time in that Direct. Yeah. So I'm guess, but I'm guessing they'll have demos of it at... Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the game. So the big one, Pokemon for Switch, was what everyone was really waiting for. Um, a little bit of a letdown because it turns out it's, it's a remake, and this is a remake, absolutely, in the purest sense of the term remake of pokemon yellow mm-hmm. um and it, it has a loose remake a loose remake ways. but it has the same plot it has the original 151 which i'm all about like i really only care about the plus original, one right i only really care about the
1: original gen one pokemon like all these other pokemon i could really care less I like about. gen 2 but like i kind of fell out of it after gold and silver yeah. and um so everything after that is sort of like a, a blur
0: yeah, I mean, a lot of people are disappointed about. This. It's called a Let's Go Pokemon Let's Go, and then there's a Pikachu mm. and an EV edition. A lot of people I saw were like disappointed, saying this isn't what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted for Switch, a, a Generation One Pokemon game, that, and that's completely redone and made just for Switch.
1: Well, except it's not that really. It's it's, it's a Pokemon Go expansion.
0: Well, you know, it it integrates in with Pokemon mm. Go, and it but also this has n- like a new peripheral that you can use. Yeah, the po- yeah, which you're not going to be able to find
1: in stores ever. Yeah, um, whatever.
0: I mean, the Pokemon the Go
1: things were gone oh, yeah. like immediately. That Pokeball, people are going to buy the Pokeball thing even if they don't buy the game. No, you're right. I mean, it's, it's just it's, like a cool little toy.
0: Yeah. And then it talks, I guess. Yeah. If you, Cooperative play—you can play together with somebody else
1: locally. Locally. Yeah. The, 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 still, the online. There was a lot of controversy over whether it was online play or not. Yeah. Uh, Games, GameStop, Gamespot yeah, said they, there was, and they said there wasn't. Okay. Were, like, sites were, cont- and then Nintendo Japan said there was, and somebody said, well, so I don't know if anybody knows. what There way, has to yet. be online battles. I mean, how hard is that? Don't <laughs> like, bet on it. It's so little data to send across the internet. But, like, the problem, like, that is, this is not at all what I wanted from a Switch Pokemon oh, really? game. I wanted an actual Pokemon game. None well, that's a, coming next year. Right. So I'm just going to wait for that. I have zero interest in these games. Really? At wait, all. So
0: wait, you don't think that the one coming this year is a real Pokemon game? Well, I mean, I mean, it's have still got like a story in well, I mean quest a real, it's a real
1: Pokemon game in a sense it's called Pokemon and it you walk around and fight monsters with each other but it's just What it's,
0: is it about it that makes you consider it not a not real a, game?
1: There's no wild Pokemon, there's no evolution stuff. It's a it's a very very stripped down version of Pokemon. It's like kind of an introduction a casual introduction to Pokemon and I don't feel like I need that. I've played all the Pokemon games, most of the Pokemon games. I'm, I was waiting for a full-fledged new generation Whatever they're on now, eight. It I guess. will be eight. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. Game next, year's game so next year's game. So next year's game is what I'm waiting yeah. for. I don't care about this thing. Really? I
0: I absolutely do. I'm excited for this game. Um, I don't get where you're saying it's pared down though.
1: I didn't get that from the information that I read. It's not. I mean, it's not a a direct remake. It's not like a JRPG. It's like you know, your your motion control throwing balls. It's it's much more Pokemon Go to it.
0: I mean, I know it has Pokemon Go integration. You can. Transfer Pokemon back and forth between mm-hmm. the two games, but the way you're
1: throwing the balls and timing it with the with the the, the just you know the squeezing circle thing. But isn't that, that just when
0: you're you're ready to catch
1: them after you've beaten them down? Yeah, that's how Pokemon Go works, though. That's not right. how, that's not how normal Pokemon games.
0: No, are. I understand. I've played every Pokemon game ever, but to me that's just kind of semantics. Like whether I press a button and the ball goes out and it shakes around, or I maybe they don't even maybe it's not even
1: mandatory that you use the motion controls to throw the ball. I don't think it is, but like it's it's. It's clearly kind of, it's it's strikes me as like a connect version of Pokemon, and I don't care. Hmm. I, I do. I'm excited for it. Um, it's just not, I mean, it does a lot of cool gimmickry things. Like, if you're into Pokemon and maybe younger than I am, like, that's pretty cool. Like, the thing wearing a thing on your belt or whatever, if you can find the damn thing. Um, but, like i do I want do I want to spend my time playing like baby's first Pokemon game not really that's not really what I'm here that's for weird I did not get the vibe of that vibe from it looks real simple and real rudimentary and I don't just mean in the sense that it's a remake of the canto game I mean because right. I like the gen one stuff gen one mm-hmm. stuff is cool but like that's not what a Pokemon game on the switch was to me like that the Pokemon I mean it's you know there's no wild Pokemon you there's no random battles you only see you know it's not the same game it's it's like it's it's a it's a, it's it's as casual as you can make a Pokemon game I guess would be Other the way than it's been Go. Described. I mean yeah. to me Go is as casual as well, it go can Well Go is different in that it doesn't involve battling. So this is basically the the Pokemon Battle Coliseum expansion for Pokemon Go to me.
0: It's also funny that they're kind of uh, cannibalizing Pokemon Go because you no longer really have to walk around to get Pokemon. You mm-hmm. can just play it on the Switch version and just transfer them into Pokemon Go now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's not going to help you with the Gen 2 stuff, I yeah. guess, because you know, which might be part of the the shift is like that lets them shift the G- Gen that's 1 stuff out of point. Pokemon Go and focus more on Gen th- 2 and maybe introduce some Gen that's 3. it gives you it gives you kind of a, a place to put those where you don't have to put them in the real real world anymore, and people who want them you just go get them on the Switch. Um, that's a pretty smart way to integrate that. Um, I just I just don't think it it looks way more Pokemon Go than Pokemon mainline game to me and I it seemed to be not, right in the middle to me. I think I think it leans much further towards the Pokemon Go side to me. It, it could Pokemon to me is actually the 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 thing about Pokemon to me is like. It's a deceptively complex game. It is. Like it, there's, there's a lot more to it than you'd think by just looking. It looks like a yeah. kid's game of like oh little cute little monster. No, there's, a, there's some there's some hardline JRPG absolutely. grinding and battling. That's to do. why
0: that's why I believe it remains so popular for so long oh, because I think so. there's oh, so yeah. much depth underneath the surface. Because you can thing. go
1: back to it like you know you can play it when you're a kid and go back to it when you bring your Game Boy to a to a dorm in, in college and like all of a sudden it's like oh it's fun to play with this thing that makes me feel like I'm back home because I'm homesick and I'm in college, yeah. but at the same time it's like, oh, there's, it's like it's like how I felt watching Star Wars again in college after not watching it for like 10 years. I'm like, this is really good. Like yeah. This is actually pretty good. There's more <laughs> yeah. to this than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the experience a lot of Pokemon fans had you know, who were like eight when it came out in 98 in America and like they grew up and they played it again with their friends in dorms and were like, oh, this is actually pretty good. You know, they rediscovered it. And you don't rediscover something that's simple and dumb. You rediscover something that's like, oh, there's more to this, I can dig into it, and I understand it better because I'm older and I think better now. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about, like, oh, I want to use this character, this Pokemon because I love I this like Pokemon. It. Yeah. I want to <laughs> use this Pokemon because it's the best. Right,
0: or it has an advantage yeah. over the yeah. creatures I'm going to be fighting.
1: And... Um, I, just, I don't get that sense from this game, from the Let's Go game so far. I mean, the, the fact that Go is in the title indicates to me that they're leaning much further towards that audience. They're trying, they're trying to lure the Pokemon Go billions into the the mainline Pokemon game, and this is their gateway drug.
0: No, I can see that. I mean, that's why I said I think it, it was in the middle, because I think you're right. I think they're trying to increase the audience of Pokemon by getting the mm. really casual folks who play Go. as It's like a shoehorn to get them right. into next year's game which is the full-blown pokemon rpg it's just
1: it's just it's like the labo it's not for me yeah i don't it's not i don't have a mean the only reason i might play it is because of gen one nostalgia like i don't think it looks like a particularly just to see those pokemon rendered in 3d
0: yeah that was a big draw for me of pokemon stadium back in the day right seeing like polygonal versions of those pokemon
1: yeah now you can just see that in the 3ds version so but like roughly Well, they're they're
0: (laughs) polygonal. They're They're polygonal, but the texturing on 3DS is not. Yeah,
1: the texturing in this doesn't look too great either.
0: I don't think it looked bad. Well, it looks very simple. And Look, I'm sorry we cannot show you this (laughs) while we're talking about it because sometimes we'll show stuff that we know is going to get a flag on YouTube because we can just go in and edit it out after when we put up the public version on YouTube. Uh, But unfortunately, with the Pokemon company, if you run something, they'll just flat-out strike your video down.
1: Yeah, they don't want you showing their videos they're they do not want you promoting your product like
0: how great would it have been there if i said i don't know if i think it looks pretty good and we could have shown people mm -hmm. that it actually looks pretty good
1: um so anyway we're not showing you this but the next game we're going to talk about i've i've been playing i just think it's um also i think uh you know we people have noted i think pactor has too that like uh, nintendo doesn't benefit much from pokemon go no so this is so tied in with Pokemon Go, and it's and Game Freak and, and Pokemon Company is so plastered over this thing, it makes me wonder if one of the reasons they showed it this early is because Nintendo doesn't have a lot of interest in highlighting it. Possible.
0: Uh, and there, were, there was a third Pokemon game announced, uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon Quest. It's already,
1: already up. Is yeah,
0: so they announce it, and they're like, and by the way, you can go download it right now. And I did, and I've actually been playing this game a good bit over the last few days i probably sunk six or seven hours into it, something like that. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised by it, I guess, is the best way I could put it. Um, it you talk about casual Pokemon. This is a casual Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it, it's for Switch. It's also for mobile. Um, I don't know if the mobile version is out yet. This is a Switch version that we're checking out right I now. I think it is,
1: but I haven't paid attention, really.
0: Did you download and play this at all? No. No? So w- we're looking at gameplay right now. How it works is your Pokemon, you have a three Pokemon party. And they move on their own. You do Mm. not control where they go. They go all on their own. And actually, Sam, could you take down the graphic real quick on the bottom so people can see what's below? So each Pokemon has two moves that they can equip at once, and they're all on a cooldown. And basically, to be perfectly honest with you, when I play this, I hardly ever even look at the battle. I'm just watching those meters at the bottom to figure out when each one has refilled so that I can use it again. and so basically how it works is you have a map screen. that looks a lot like an old school like 2D Mario map screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can choose
1: which. And but there's a, at least a, a... dapper mustache Onyx is sporting there in, yeah, the, yeah. in the picture.
0: Yeah, and there's a... Uh, you can see the graphics are kind of like... A, do you remember that game Animal Leader?
1: For uh, I think it was for GameCube. I remember Cubivore. Cubivore. It like Cubivore well, it was
0: called it? Animal Leader in Japan and mm-hmm. in Cubivore in, in the States. The art style is very similar to Cubivore. But, obviously, they're all Pokémon. And sometimes it's hard to even tell what the hell the Pokémon are supposed to be. Huh. Even if you know them very well, sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, so, you have a map screen you can kind of choose, and there are... I wouldn't call them branching paths, but you, you rarely ever have just one stage to take on. Uh, oftentimes, there's two, three, or four stages open at a time. And you even have to kind of jump back and forth between them, because your team will have a rating, like a power rating. And before you jump into a level, it will tell you what the power rating of the Pokemon you're going to be facing is. And then it'll, it'll adjust your power rating depending on if your Pokemon match up well against those Pokemon. Um, and sometimes, like, you'll start plowing through one of the levels. You'll get to, like, the third stage or whatever, and there'll be a huge jump. And then you go back out to the map screen, and you'll realize that one of the other levels is actually lower. And so you end up, like, jumping back and forth between, like, all the stages. Like I said, the Pokemon control themselves. You don't control where they go on the map. They just automatically seek out the enemies. Uh, And you end up generally fighting like three or four waves of enemies. And then after you get to like the end stage, you take on a boss. Mm -hmm. Um, So the structure of the game is very simple. It's very, very easy. When you're outside of actual combat, um, you go back, you have like a, a base. Essentially and when you first start it's just empty terrain and whatever Pokemon that you have are kind of hanging out there But as you play the game and you beat bosses you add new statues to your base Um, And then eventually you when you first get to your base you have a cooking pot you can upgrade the cooking pot and the cooking is So after you defeat each monster you get resources after every battle and after you beat a boss you get like a ton of resources and then you use those resources to cook and what the cooking does is it brings new Pokemon to your base so that they can join your team. And you have different recipes, and different recipes attract different kind of Pokemon. Um, and so you can be a little strategic about how you're kind of building your roster of Pokemon that way.
1: A little bit uh, um Viva Pinata. A little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah it, it is kind of that way. Except you're not like laying, mm-hmm. well, no, you're right. Viva Pinata is very much like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like the scent or whatever that mm-hmm. would bring him. It's kind of the same thing with this. Um, and like I said, you have a three, pers- a three Pokemon team at all times. Um, and then each Pokemon has like a grid and there are three different items that you can collect throughout the game. There's a, an item that improves your attack, there's an item that improves your defense, and then there are items that will boost the power of your two attacks. And you go to this grid screen and like there's a, it's kind of like tic-tac-toe, like each Pokemon has a different grid screen. If you can stack those up so that they're in a straight line, it will give you kind of a multiplier, a multiplayer that will multiplier. Hmm. That'll make that that ability stronger, or make your team stronger. Hmm. Um, and then there's mission objectives that you accomplish, and this is where the free-to-play thing kicks in. So you have these things called uh, like tickets that you get. Uh, you get them sometimes when you defeat enemies. You get it by completing missions. Like there's tons of like challenges and missions. Like meet ten grass-style Pokemon, defeat fifty rock-style Pokemon, and as you as you complete those, you get different rewards. And sometimes it's these tickets. Well, the tickets are kind of the, the gatekeeper to the entire game. Without tickets, you can't do much of anything. You need them to cook, you need them to do almost anything in the game. So that's one way that they gate the game for free to play. The other way that they gate the game is with a battery. So you have a battery in the game and you can earn extra battery power by completing missions and things like that. But for the most part, Basically, that's how they get you to pay. Because you have to spend those tickets to buy battery life or to buy extra things for your base. Uh, you can buy, like, decorations for your base or whatever. Um, and that's how they gate it. So, But I'll tell you, I managed to play this game for probably four hours before I got to a point where my battery was dead and I had no way to get more battery juice. And then that's when the prompt comes up and says, Hey, do you want to spend real money to buy these tickets so you can increase your battery, your battery life and keep playing, and if not, you just turn it off, and then it's on a timer. Mm-hmm. Like every 30 minutes, your battery will charge up one notch, and the battery's like five notches or something like that. So last night, finally, after playing for five or six hours, I got to that impasse, turned it off, woke up today, and the battery was awful, when I was able to go again. Um, So, I would say for a free-to-play game, to be able to play it that long without having to spend any real money, and only really just having to take a break from the game, um, I think it's pretty fair. Um, And here you're looking at one of the statues. So, when you beat a boss, you get these statues, and then chances are, I think, well, it'll walk you right to what I was talking about. And I can now show you guys some of the stuff I was talking about with the base and uh, setting up your Pokemon. So... This is the, That was the map screen, and that's where you choose what level you're going into. And here's the challenges I was talking about. So you can see there. I completed that challenge. It charged my battery up. And now my battery at the top right there is an 8 out of 5. Um, here, this one just gives me uh, resources to cook with, and then some of them will actually give you the Pokemon tickets that you need as well. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, here we go back to the base camp. Now you're going to be able to see the camp that I was talking about. So, the statues that you get for beating the bosses, those are the gray statues. That thing that's like smoking is the cooking pot. And then you can see all the Pokemon that I've already collected just hanging out around the base. Um, And then uh, I just got that statue, so now I'm going to place the statue down on my base, and you can kind of choose where you want to put it. Uh, Those things give you buffs, your team buffs, um, but I have not really quite figured out exactly what all of them do yet. And then you can see the cooking pot. Every time you cook something, it's a set amount of days. So you can see it says two out of four. That pot's been cooking for two days out of the four it requires to complete it. Once it hits that four day mark, I'll be able to open the pot. And when you open the pot, the smell emanates out. And then a new Pokemon will come into your base camp and you can add them to your team. Um, And that's pretty much it. The RPG elements are pretty light. Uh, The game itself so far has been pretty easy. I think I've died like once on a boss fight the whole time I've been playing it. But it is a free game and I played that game for six hours and now when I go home my timers will all be refilled and I can go play it again. I've actually had some pretty good fun with it. It's certainly a different take. Here you can see each Pokemon screen. So on the left there, there's that grid. Too bad it went away. Here it is. So each Pokemon's grid on the left is different. So you have the hearts and then you have the, the red ones. The hearts obviously build your hit points. The reds build your attack power. And then that top row across the top there, those are your actual attacks. And then the blank spaces to the right of each one of those are where you can add the mo- the modifiers for each of your main attacks. Mm. Um, evolution's slow. I've only evolved one Pokemon. When I did evolve it, I did not get any any new attacks. And sometimes you get like a Pokemon that only has like buffs. It, mm. It's like in in this game, things like that aren't as effective as they are in a real Pokemon game. Um, but look, it's free. And I've had a lot of fun playing this game. It's very simple, it's very easy. I could definitely see myself playing it on a, my smartphone uh, once it comes out for mobile. I was pleasantly surprised by this for a free-to-play game. I don't know that Nintendo has the, the special sauce set up right so that people are gonna actually spend money on it because like I said, I played it for six hours. Never spend a dime.
1: That is an ongoing problem they seem to have. It
0: is. Yeah, Nintendo has not figured out yet how to maximize revenue from mobile games.
1: Well, because they I mean, it's good for consumers. They're still interested but... in people having fun playing the game. No, you're right. And as long as you're thinking about that, you are not maximizing your mobile game revenue. But that's not how mobile gaming works. Yeah, right. It's like, that's not how it works. You have to figure out how you can put the player in a position where they're enjoying the game enough that they're willing yeah. to pay to keep playing it. Like I mean, Inten- Nintendo's not willing to, to wage psychological warfare against their own customers, so they're not going to maximize their mobile earnings. Nope. That's You're, just that's, how it works. That's a good way to put it in, in a sentence. Um, but the, the good news is, that's good news for consumers. I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably a, an interesting experiment in how it should be. Uh, and, you know, the the argument there, you know, in terms of, like, what Nintendo's kind of saying about the mobile earnings is, like, we aren't earning as much as we could or should uh, we're not being by, by, the metric, by the metric <laughs> of how what people generally earn from this kind of game. Uh, but with Nintendo, that number of players, too. Right. But, yeah. but Nintendo might just hit a point where they're like, well, this is, you know, as far as we're willing to go down that, uh, you know, psych warfare rabbit hole, and uh, we just have to accept that this is how much money our mobile games make because otherwise we're being jerks to our customers.
0: I would be surprised if Nintendo doesn't eventually change its policy. So this is a brand new mobile game and it still hasn't seemed to figure it out. So uh, until it changes its mind and starts being jerks, I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, Mm -hmm. they could probably sell this game for 10 bucks. I've played it for six hours. It doesn't even appear that I'm even close to halfway done with the game. Um, I still have less than half of the statues for my base. I hardly have any Pokemon yet. <laughs> and looking at the map screen, it looks like I've barely cleared half of it. So looks like it's a pretty big game. should be very easy for them to add content to. Yeah. Because you can tell these stages are just randomly generated or whatever. It's not like they have a unique style to them or anything like that. And they can just toss Pokemon in there and off you go. So I'm pleasantly impressed by this game. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it. Maybe it's something I pull out and play like while I've got downtime at E3 mm. or something like that um but you know with other games we're going to talk about here in a minute that i need to play that are more important i I don't know if i'll go back to it but the time i spent with it i actually enjoyed it and it was better than i thought i guess is the best way that i could put it and deeper than i thought as well so there you go pokemon quest and that's three brand new pokemon games announced in one
1: day i don't think that's ever happened before No, certainly not i mean yeah i can't think of anything usually it's two yeah yeah (laughs) exactly well, two color. versions.
0: So, yeah. actually, technically, there was four announced. Because you have the Pikachu yeah. and the Eevee versions
1: of Pokemon Let's Go. So, big Eevee's deal. Eevee's an interesting choice.
0: I'm not a fan of Eevee,
1: but he's huge. For but whatever Pokemon, reason, people well, love Pokemon him. Go love Eevee. People, players love Eevee because he's, so he's got so many evolution options. Right. Uh, which is the irony of making Eevee sort of the focus of a Gen 1 reimagining yeah. because you lose a lot of those yeah, options. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Going back to Gen 1, but hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, Oh, you think we'll see
0: this stuff at E3, or do you think this was just a Nintendo saying, "Hey,
1: let's get out ahead of the show"? Yeah, I think you'll probably see the Let's Go games like mentioned. Yeah, you know, at least it's too big to ignore. It's one of the only things they got this fall. So. Yeah. we'll see. Unless, so there you go. Unless there's stuff we don't know about, but uh, clearly, I mean, any any kind of major Pokemon release with a physical hardware component is going to be something I think Nintendo should be pushing. Yeah. So there
0: it is. This week's Poke Explosion, quite a big one, the biggest one ever.
1: Unless you're actually waiting for a real Pokemon game. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, see you next year.
0: Well, they did announce it, technically. Yeah. I mean, it's there, so at, at least. At least we know now what a lot of people want is
1: on the way. It's better than, better than Hey You Pikachu.
0: Yeah. I think it was re- probably a little ridiculous to expect a full-fledged Pokemon game for Switch this year. I don't think In it the was. first place. Those
1: games are big, man. It's yeah, a they're lot big, of but you got to plan ahead, people. I mean, it's not like they haven't made them before, and you know what you're going to need this fall. Well, I mean, they haven't made, like, a 3D one. Like, a legit... Of course they have. Like, the last like four like, have been 3 Like, Gale 3D. of Darkness or whatever? No, the, like, all the Pokemon games have been 3D for, yeah. like... Yeah, no, I just Omega, Ome- Omega Mega Ro- Ro- well, Of course they are. All, like, the, the... What was it? The, the Sun and Moon? They're completely 3D games.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're made out of polygons, but you can't put those games on a console
1: and have and expect people to be happy with it. I mean that's more or less what the Let's Go games are. No. Yeah, there's better looking versions of what Sun right. and Moon Right. Well are. they've completely redone the graphics and everything. Well, it's not about the graphics but the perspective and the gameplay is the same thing. It's like you still run around a three D world. It's not any different. I if think the- people will care you cannot just put like Pokemon Sun and Moon on
0: Switch and not expect people to be like, wait a minute, like this isn't what I expect from a Switch game. Gameplay wise, yeah. Well, yeah, the gameplay is always going to stay the same as Pokemon, but I'm talking about what it looks like. I mean, that's the point of putting it on a
1: console. it yeah, that's been on Handout all this that's time. That's just a remaster kind of thing. Like, you could make Sun and Moon look as good as a Switch game without any problem if you just remastered the assets. But like,
0: uh, you can't. You
1: absolutely can't. If
0: you look at how that game is made, it has all these weird like parallax like. No, you have you have to completely rebuild the game visually. Without you a just doubt.
1: make that the style, the visual style. It would be that easy. would not fly. <laughs>
0: It'll fly with the if, crazy, if, hardcore Nintendo fans. If this thing's going to... If, fl- if, if they can do anything.
1: If Let's Go's going to fly, that would have flown. Let's, like,
0: Let's Go looks good. The graphics in that game look good.
1: For a certain measure of good, like... It's for a Switch it, game. You simplify it. I mean, even for a Switch game, that, those, that, those games look real simple. Like, and there's an appeal to that. I get that because, you know, the Pokemon have clean lines and it, you know, it's just a simple design to it. But, like, that ain't anything that looks... You know, outside of resolution, that's not anything that looks like it couldn't have been on a 3DS. No, no way. I completely disagree with that. It doesn't doesn't impress me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, The the
0: number of polygons in each character in that game is more than the total number of polygons being displayed at a time on the 3DS. Guaranteed. That's just polygon count. You start talking about textures and lighting, it's not even close.
1: Well, they should have made something... Watch the trailer again, Kyle. I watched the trailer. It doesn't look good to me. It Uh, looks like shit to me. Like, I think, I think it's a waste of a, of a space in the, in the schedule for me, but, like, I get that it's trying to cash in on the, Let's, the Pokemon Go people that might be possible converts. Um, but to me, wow, what a, what a waste of time.
0: They did get a Pokemon game out on a console in the console's first year in
1: six months. If you want to call that a Pokemon game, which I don't. Gen 8 is the Pokemon game. Well, you gotta realize there was never a Pokemon game for Wii U. Oh yeah. There was there's no, never well, there's never, a, never been a console
0: Pokemon right. game. Right. Well there was. On the no. GameCube, that Gale of Darkness.
1: Game. That's not a real Pokemon game. It's not a mainline game. That's not a gen game. That's not a gold silver or a diamond pearl. That is that is a spin off. Like people wanted an actual Pokemon game. Like the next mainline Gen 8 Pokemon game, they wanted that on but the But isn't Switch.
0: that just a moniker? No. Why is it not just a moniker?
1: Why is Han Solo this Han well, so Solo movie? Why is it- the Han Solo movie not doesn't have an episode title? Because it's not the episode series; it's a side story. That's what that's what this is. But the Pokemon games don't have concurrent stories across them. That's but that's not what like, the Gen thing is like. When you upgrade it to a new like you know like a Sun Moon kind of thing, and then there's a bunch of crap. That's just semantics, crap. though. That's how the Pokemon games are are categorized. The Gale of Darkness game for GameCube was like a. 70 hour pokemon rpg but it's not the mainline series
0: just because nintendo says that though it, it played
1: just like pokemon and the full fandom says it's not a mainline pokemon game whatever i, I just think it's semantics to me it well, matters how
0: it plays is what makes the difference whether it's and gale of darkness has stripped
1: a bunch of the interesting systems out of the game to make it a simpler game and it's it's a it's a no, that game wasn't simpler at all though Simpler than the current Pokemon games at the time? Yeah, it was. The GameCube era? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, people have been waiting for... I mean, for my it. big issue with that game was
0: that it was finally a console Pokemon game, but it looked like ass. Yeah, they no. kind of half-assed it. Like, kind of what you're suggesting like, they would do if they were to up-res Sun and Moon for Switch. That is kind of what they did with Gale of Darkness. Well, is I, that even really the title? Is it Gale of Darkness? Maybe it <laughs> it's sounds, something it like sounds that. right to me. <laughs> it's something like that.
1: I never played. That. I enjoyed it. I played it all the way. I to never the end. played much of that because it just wasn't. It wasn't part of the series. It's not. You're not going around battling other people. There's no online support for it. It's not the same thing. It's not. You're not filling out your Pokédex with your 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 team and your PCs and I mean no, it had all that. There's no forward momentum. The way you know it's a mainline Pokemon game, can you forward momentum your Pokemon collection to the next one? And of Darkness didn't do that. The mainline games are. Like gold, silver. I know what people Pokemon. consider. I just think it's bullshit. Well, that's what...
0: Well, I know what you're saying. I know that hardcore Pokemon fans are going to agree with you, but I, I just think it's bullshit. I just don't think it makes any sense. It's a it's a Pokemon game or it's not. And I would agree that Let's Go is far, way farther away from a traditional Pokemon game than Gale of Darkness Well, then was. I'm going to
1: make you play the Wii version of Call of Duty and you're going to be happy with that. I played it. You're going to be happy with that because it's a real <laughs> Call of Duty game just as good as any other one.
0: That was what, Black Ops... Two?
1: Uh, Maybe, yeah. I, I think, think they I just chopped... Was I think two. the
0: campaign... It was just a campaign with no multiplayer, right? Isn't
1: that what it was? I thought there was some kind of local multiplayer thing. Maybe that was a World... It was a World War II one I as well. Remember. There was like a... like a World at War got a, like a weird version, I thought, of a, like a Wii... A uh, I do remember it was completely gimp. But this is... That's what something like Gale of Darkness is, is like the Wii version of the mainline Call of Duty game. Like that... And people want... It's kind of like how people were saying oh they want black ops 4 on the switch well whatever you're going to get call of duty wise on the switch ain't going to be what black ops 4 is on the other platforms well actually it might because there's no campaign in black ops 4. you can't run that on that i I would be shocked if that's also activision doesn't care like activision doesn't think there's any money to be made there they want games as a service and there's no online thing maybe next year when the online infrastructure is already in place but i feel like activision is big enough and full of money enough and doesn't care enough that they're just like, eh. Call us when you're ready, kind of. You know, maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe they'll get Black Ops Four on the Switch next year, once the in- online infrastructure is in place and the, and it's kind of proven after a while. But like, no, I does. I no, you're only gonna get Blackout probably on Switch. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs>
0: the battle royale. That's my guess. But gosh. I
1: think uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people disappointed that this is not. You know, the mainline real Pokemon game is coming next year, and so everybody can just sort of wait for that, and that's cool. But like, this is this is. This is a Stopgap spinoff. This is Pokemon Snap. This is Hey You Pikachu. This is not a Pokemon game. All right,
0: let's move on. We're going to start our E3 previews, finally. After talking about them for a couple of weeks, we're going to do our first one. We're going to talk about Sony first. Typically which is apparently out of its surprises already. Yeah, I mean, Sony usually would be the one we'd say for last, because it usually was the one that would have the games we really wanted to talk about the most. Mm-hmm. It would have the most games
1: to talk about. But they've already kind of come out and said, hey, everybody just settle down. <laughs> like, we're talking about four main games, and yeah. shut up. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. It's kind of
0: shocking, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, because I didn't Do they think need, like, a down year or something? Like, I don't get funny. it. Like, I... Didn't even really think about it too much and still, until I started putting together the rundown for this show. And, and we have Nintendo and Microsoft in this episode as well. And I started looking at Sony versus the other guys, and I was like, that's weird. Uh-huh. I also have heard through the grapevine that what's the guy's name who always presents Sean for Sony? He's been on remember. stage the last, like, 3 3 Sean something or other.
1: Once you go past Jack Tretton, I forget.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, Jack's not even with them anymore. No. But you know who I'm talking about. Sean Layton, I think He yeah. his
2: name. Yeah.
1: He, uh, apparently, he was demoted. What? Yeah. Why? They're doing pretty good, last I checked. Uh, I'm not, I'm not
0: going to say. <laughs> but
1: apparently, he was demoted.
0: Hmm. And that is weighing into how Sony is handling... E3 this year. Interesting. Because he had become like their front man and something happened with Japan and blah, blah, blah. And now Mr.
1: Caffeine's not busy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But uh, apparently he is either going to have a bit part in the press conference this year or not be a part of it at all. Hmm. After being the guy, I mean, there was was it last year or the year before where it was literally just him, yeah, standing last, on a stage. Last year was basically just yeah,
1: tossing to games. He was the Jay Allard. Yeah, of, well, there's uh, some
0: there's something going on in Sony with with him. Hmm. Um And he's not going to be a, a big part of E3 like he has been in years past. That's I think I
1: thought they found a pretty good equilibrium with him.
0: Yeah, I thought he was great. I mean, he just went out and said,
1: "Hey, look at this game
0: now." Hey, like, games, that's... games, and
1: more games. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm totally fine with that. Like, I think Sony had nailed like yeah. the E3 press conference. For its last it kind of years. found
1: their, their their sea legs the way that like Nintendo did with uh, Reggie in 2004. Yeah. Wow. He pulled that one out. Yeah, well, I, well I, you're absolutely right. I though. was at that thing. that was cr- after the last, few, the few Nintendo conferences before that, and Reggie just came out. I was like we're about taking names and kicking making ass and, and taking names. <laughs> and he's like, "How about this? Look at this. What's up? Let's yeah. go!" You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, "Damn!" Right. Like yeah. I, I, I was. Who is this guy? Who is like, this dude? I mean, that turned him into a star overnight. Oh yeah,
0: the kicking ass and taking names thing, like that.
1: Yep. <laughs> the meme before there were memes. Yeah, the fact that somebody said "ass" in a Nintendo conference. Oh, no, I mean, you're That, was, right. that changed. <laughs> Which the whole hasn't happened stuff.
0: since, I might add.
1: But like, you you kind of waiting for another, you know, for Sony to sort of figure out. It's like it doesn't always have to be a stuffed shirt corporate event. Right. So you can have someone just come out and say, "Hey, games are awesome. Let's check this shit out." Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Sean did that for he the most did. part. He did absolutely. Uh,
0: so this year
1: at E3, there's really.
0: Four, well, actually, there's probably five big
1: games. Yeah, they said, they said there's like four they're, fo- they're having big focus things on. And yeah. then it'll probably be scattered other stuff through the rest of the so presentation. The, the
0: first one we're going to talk about is Death Stranding. We might actually find out what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're, I think if you do enough sleuthing, you can kind of figure out at this point what it is, how it plays... Maybe not so much. That's what I'm talking about. See some actual gameplay, yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming we're going to see the game being played at E3 this year. Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's one of their four games, there's
1: no way Look, the black one oil... of four games is only going to show a trailer right. again. The black oil is clearly nanomachines. Like, yeah. <laughs> nanomachines. We know that. <laughs> um, we just have to figure out what are we doing in the game. You know, it's funny how no one asked the No Man's Sky question of Kojima. No, you're right. But what do you Oh, do well, they would do? never. They would never ask No, I freak out about how, like, oh, he's how underwater. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, Mads Mickelson has a baby. Like, yeah. what the? Who cares? Like, what is the game? Uh, look, I will say I, I do care a lot about this
0: game. I am really excited for this game.
1: Well, you can pick that slack up for both of us then. I, I will. This um, game needs to be something I want to play first because this this whole it's you're, you're in Detroit territory right now for me. Like, it's like it looks really pretty. I know it's going to be stupid.
0: Look, I will say this. I will say Metal Gear Solid Five increased my optimism for Kojima's games as far as gameplay is concerned. It was the first Kojima game that I played, at least the first Metal Gear game that I played, where I didn't feel like, as I was playing it, I was trying to overcome some weird hiccup or shortcoming in the gameplay. It played like
1: other games, I guess is the best way I can put it. Or played, like, a game that came out the same year it right, came out. Right, yeah. exactly. And so that gives me some like hope. 4 kind of had that thing. It's like, oh, someone played a game that came out in the last 10 years. Well, and remember, said, that it had yeah. that weird kind of pseudo first-person mode. Yeah. And, like, you
0: could tell that, like, it just, even after seven years of development or whatever it was, it still wasn't really where it needed yeah. to be. You see
1: where they wanted it to go, but it wasn't there yet. I mean, I would the probably... The gameplay was finished in 5, but the rest of the game seemed like it was chopped. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would probably agree with you more about 5 if the game wasn't clearly... Essentially, a beta release. Yeah. Well, I mean, the
0: way the game ended is just like, wait a minute. No, yeah. there has to be something else after wait a this. it just
1: stops. There, it, it stops. But and it, there's no story in the thing, and then the open world stuff is complete dead space. And yeah. yeah. But like when you're actually like you know when you find something to do and actually run around and shoot stuff and hide and sneak around, yeah, it works really well. It felt well. good. And so with that in mind, I have
0: a, I'm open minded about Death Stranding that it will be okay to play because the concept, the art. Hook, line, and sinker, I am in. I am 100% in. I love the cinematics that we've seen so far.
1: I just still am in the boat of, you know, we've talked about it before, but it's like the answer to all the questions these raise is going to be stupid. Probably. Like, it has to be a game that's fun to play to get my attention and make me interested, and so hopefully we find out what the game is, finally.
0: I think what I'm how I'm looking at it is it looks like Black
1: Mirror, the video game. Have you watched Black Mirror on Netflix? I've watched all Black Mirror. I don't see that at all. What do you mean black mirror is focused on social media
0: no it's all about technology in the
1: future yeah but it's most of it it's, it's, but it's specifically about social media everything is is tied into kind of the social media and how that no no, disrupts no, no. there's stuff. the one with the robot dogs has nothing to do with social media yeah but the robot dogs are an analog for kind of like that, that that sort of like social media sort of like display and sharing and look at my life thing like that's like Social media is the is the watch. I read word. an
0: interview with the guy behind Black Mirror. He just said it's about technology. He didn't say social media. Well, yeah,
1: but like social media is like the. F- I, I would never compare Black Mirror to this. I would never, in a million years, think that has anything to do with any of this. It's, really? It's all too much supernatural nonsense. Like this is Black Mirror doesn't do that. Black Mirror is a is hard, essentially hard sci-fi uh, futurism, whereas this is clearly some kind of sci fantasy like I'll give you that Black Mirror does try thing. to
0: present plausible f- futures. I mean it's it's This is too far in the future to know whether it's plausible or not, I guess.
1: Or it's another dimension or it's I am just a saying vers- the vibe DR I get from Black or, Mirror,
0: I'm getting the same vibe watching media for this game. Well, I mean it's, yes, it's they, a future they, with they advanced both the, technology and it's dark.
1: They both think the future is going to suck, yes, yeah. but I that's I wouldn't that's not a parallel I would ever make because Right here, I mean, it's just magic stuff or supernatural stuff or Lovecraftian monsters lurking in the dark. Like this is this is a Guillermo del Toro movie, and probably not a not a coincidence. I mean, well, it looks he's like involved. there
0: is a planet losing gravity.
1: It looks like magic is happening. It looks like... And all the rocks are moving up. And now, well, no, it's like the, the things are taking him away and he's killing himself so he doesn't have to live through whatever they're going to do to him. As well, well look, man, we
0: don't have to agree on everything. And this is another case where we do not agree. I, I think this concept looks awesome. I did absolutely does remind me of Black Mirror and it's a big reason why I'm excited for it. I agree with you that I have concerns about the gameplay because it's a Kojima game, but Metal Gear Solid Five
1: maybe a little bit better about that. They can't go through this E3 without showing it how it plays. Yeah. You would hope. This, yeah. This is not Black Mirror. This is not something that would happen in Black Mirror. This is like some kind of Lovecraft old god thing.
0: I like, honestly have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of the mystery of that is what's got me intrigued. But
1: Oh yeah, if it was anyone else telling the story I would be intrigued, but I know Kojima's gonna have a dumb answer to this.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty safe bet. Um, so that's one of Sony's big... Oh, wait, this
1: is the playable part. Right. This is the part where you can play. Yeah.
0: No, did he? What did you say? You can move the camera. You or move something? something around. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is
1: actual interactive here.
0: Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to sell the idea that the visuals were running in real time right. instead. I believe of that. I mean,
1: Kojima has, has there ever been a time when Kojima did a trailer or something where it was like where I was like, this is real time, and it turned out to not be. Yeah. No. He's he is like, not all, he's, a he's he's bullshot never, artist. <laughs> no, he isn't. He's always even when it was something. I remember when Metal Gear Solid 2's trailer came out, I was like, no way. Yeah. That, that's yeah, what it, it was. looked like. Yeah. It was like, he, he doesn't lie about that stuff
0: and to be fair i mean there are games that look better than this one
1: yeah i mean yeah it's d- completely is, does this look as good as detroit no no not. It um, but it's doing a lot more than detroit yeah i mean this this just the, this camera pan here is there's more space here than any area i've seen in in uh detroit yeah so it, it's and this is just weird yep hello baby <laughs> ah he gives you the thumbs up it's insane
0: uh so that's one of the big games for sony at e3 2018. uh one of the games that maybe should be a big game but isn't is dreams mm-hmm. um and that wasn't listed as like one of the four but you know it's going to be there and it should yeah. be there in a big way and in a final way right we're not going to see dreams at e3 again right no, it's
1: coming this year <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i mean we have a friend that works on the game um but we will come in this
1: fiscal year who knows if, if- This it
0: won't be at E3. We will not have another E3 without this game being on retail. Well, unless it's like
1: expansion stuff or something, right?
0: But this game should come out finally. Yeah,
1: they've Um, been doing live streams and showing like very specific systems and yeah, how you make the music in it and stuff. Well, they've actually
0: kind of gone underground lately. In fact, since our friend started working there. They've stopped doing their like weekly streams that uh, they were doing for a long time. They did time. a live
1: stream a week ago. Did they? Yeah, they with her on it, and they they did uh, they showed how you make music in, oh, in, the, in the whole thing.
0: they were doing those once a week, where they would like, sit down and just it, mess around with the game it for like, was like an hour. four
1: hours long. Oh, it was, geez. It, was, it, was a, it was a long video.
0: That's probably not a good idea.
1: I didn't get all the way through it, but like <laughs> I don't intend I don't intend to to make a lot of music on this thing. Right, right. So I'm just but here I to think play. it does.
0: I mean, just the fact that you can make music is a pretty big oh, deal. Yeah. I
1: mean. I mean, the, the, I think the question a lot of people have is like, so how, what kind of games can you, can you, you know, there's a whole like, oh, you can do anything. It's like, well, you're back no, at that. that that's not good enough. Yeah, you're back <laughs> at that No Man's Sky question, but right. what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Like, can you make, like, platformers? Can you make shooters? Can you make driving games? The answer seems to be yes, 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 but it's like, okay, well, how do you do that? I mean, we'll see. Uh, it looks like a
0: lot of it is just drag and drop.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's meant to be very simple. Uh, the, the, I think a lot of the questions come in kind of the versatility of the, of what gameplay it offers and what you can make and how hard it is to make that versus you know like a two D scroller versus like a spaceship game versus like a three a, a D adventure sort of thing. Yeah. And then kind of the idea of the varying art styles, like how flexible is that? How you know because like it seems to be like there's a there's sort of this sort of marionette semi realistic thing like we're seeing here. There's kind of the fluffy cloud dream like thing. There's the sort of cutesy cutesy stuffed character thing like these little bears, and Complete nightmares. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this game's been in development now for what, five, six years? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Long time. And for those of you who don't know, this is coming from the team behind Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. which makes sense, and, obviously. And Tearaway. And Tearaway, yeah. Tearaway
1: is a criminally underrated game. Played. Absolutely. Um, are you excited for this game at this point, Matt? Um. If I wasn't terrible at making my own levels and stuff, I probably yeah. would be more interested, but I'm interested to play what they're offering packed in the in the game and I'm interested to play what people make with it. Yeah. I um, mean that's what I do with little I, am, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I've
0: built like two things with little big planet and then yeah. went and looked at what other people were doing I was like
1: oh god why yeah, am I'm i wasting gonna be, my time i'm going to be a giant <laughs> consumer remora on the back yeah. of this shark i'm not going to be contributing i was regard. like that with lbp like i made yeah. two things and that was pretty much but all but this I looks read. a lot more interesting than little big planet to me because i never particularly liked it. little big planet's aesthetic yeah um I, it just didn't no i agree didn't grab me but this looks so like weird and different and like there's a lot of strange stuff happening i hope the can you sell a game without a mascot without a lead character sure tetris doesn't have a lead character yeah but tetris is a puzzle game so is this so but i don't far... think yeah i guess it's i don't think like, I don't... is this
0: even is there a genre for this game it's like... whatever you want to make it i guess yeah. i not i mean, I mean like...
1: we have it classified as a game tool long i don't know like it... command and conquer doesn't have a main character yeah it does. well i guess it does like, the Red Alert stuff has, like, the main bad guy. Yeah, but the original didn't. You know, the first yeah. couple games didn't until they figured like, Oh, let's do this crazy guy. Yeah. Um, what was his name? I don't remember. It's, like, three letters. Yuri or something like that? What is it? Yuri. 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 Yeah, Yuri's Revenge. The Red Alert games had characters, but, like, yeah, like a lot of that are, uh, Yeah, there's a lot of games that don't have characters.
0: But uh, they don't look like this one, though.
1: No, this one is just, it's, like, some kind of drugged-out French comic book or something. Yeah, that's Maybe. a good way to describe it.
0: It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the response is
1: to this. It's been... Yeah. And some of that's just the really good editing in these trailers. Yeah. Where it's like they just jump from one thing to the other, and now it's, you know, it was, a, it was the end of Valerian, and now it's a teddy bear beating up zombies with a mallet. and like you know. The it, other thing I would say, too, is that
0: Little Big Planet was predominantly a kid's game. Like, most people that I know that played it played it because their kids played it or their kids created levels on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know a ton of adults who spent a lot of time with Little Big Planet... Um, and looking at this, this looks like Little Big Planet
1: for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I hope so. And like, my other thing with Little Big Planet was I thought that the 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 platforming wasn't very good. No, it was awful. Like it Way was too floaty. very floaty yeah. and yeah. and just sort of off. That's and, what turned me off to the game more than anything. Same, and uh, I just didn't I didn't dig it there very much because the. The mechanics of the designing stuff in it were so intricate and clever. I mean cle- I mean the things people made with that thing Were crazy. Yeah. It's like it's like Minecraft, right? Yeah. Like was, oh, you made a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That in works. Minecraft It works. <laughs> yeah. It plays Pokemon. Yeah. Um, awesome. That's yeah. cool. But like, I'll download it. Yeah. But like <laughs> you yeah, know, it just wasn't. Uh, interesting to me. It's I I I guess, I guess I don't like kind of that sort of marionette sort of of, of cardboard that theater Puppety. sort of cuz I don't even like that the in Puppety Super Mario is Brothers a 3. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, puppeties are word Yeah. I don't even like that in Super Mario Brothers 3. Like I find that to be off-putting and yeah. everything feels like a cardboard cutout. So maybe it's just not my thing. Yep. Uh we'll see, but I think it should be coming out Q4 probably. Yeah, it'll be this year, I think. Yeah.
0: This calendar year. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely due. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. This is one of the four big mm-hmm. ones. Sucker Punch's new game that we literally there's know
1: like very nothing little about. Although we, I think we know that the ghost part is more literal than you might think. Right. Uh, that there's spirity stuff happening in the game. Uh, I'm also. I was a little surprised that this was one of the four games because I thought this game was further out.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sucker Punch hasn't put out
1: anything. I, I, yeah, for the timing is right, but you never know, like. And, I mean, if anything we've learned from Days Gone, it could be no, you're right. any, any distance down the road. Yeah, route. I mean, I
0: thought that game was coming out this year without a doubt. Yeah, and but... Uh, we saw if, that that didn't work out.
1: If this is, if this is you know, close enough that they're blowing it out for this E3, like, I'm, I kind of hope that we see it within the fiscal. I mean, we might. Um, Especially if they lost Days Gone. This would be a fine replacement in the
0: schedule. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the understatement of the show right there. Um, I, I'm really hyped about this game. I, uh, it's something different, mm-hmm. which is hard to come by in 2018 in, in the gaming medium. Unfortunately, we're kind of at that place at this point. Um, the fact that I know very little about it probably helps.
1: Yeah. This I might be know. one of those games where the more you learn about it, the less intrigued you are by it. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see what it is. Cause like, you know, I, I do like everything Sucker Punch has made. Yeah. Every game to, to some degree or another, yeah. um, and they're not afraid to sort of like break from what they've done before because they went from sly cooper to infamous which was yeah. quite a jump and now from infamous, and now to, from infamous this. to this so like i know some people are kind of think oh it's going to be infamous with samurai but it's like that's not really how they've rolled before no, they, it's they've not. been they have not afraid to change everything up that as how they how they operate in terms of gameplay and and how things work so i'm very interested to see Uh, What this really is as a game in the same way that Death Stranding is like, what is it? What do you do? What is What is the gameplay? At least with Death Stranding we have like 20 minutes of cinematics
0: like with this We have this one trailer. Yeah, we have a concept. That's all there is.
1: Yeah I mean, it looks like an Mm.
0: open-world samurai game. Maybe.
1: I mean, it's similar to uh, and that the other thing is like I don't know that little double pyramid uh, Isn't that just a temple? It looks like a temple, but it also looks like oddly modern to me. Like it looks oddly graffiti-ish.
0: You know, so know. you think it might have like these dual worlds? I don't know. So it might be some
1: crazy stuff going on. There's a samurai here. world
0: in West world now. Yeah, you I never know. That made the show jump the shark, to be honest. Can but. you
1: can you imagine if that's like what's happening in this and the Sucker Punch guys are like, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, had,
0: you had to announce the samurai yeah. world, didn't you?
1: But um,
0: I mean, it is Sucker Punch. I'm assuming it's an open world game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm real interested. I, I it's kind of a similar thing to Death Stranding, where it's like I don't know enough about it to be excited about it as a game but I like the setting a lot and I like the idea a lot. So, yeah, I hope it turns out to be closer to what I'm imagining than not. And if it's not what I'm imagining, I hope it's a nice surprise. Yeah, it's
0: just, uh, I have a lot of faith in Sucker Punch. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. ever since the beginning, I've loved every oh, ever game. Since,
1: made. Ever since Rocket Robot on Wheels. Which was a 3D platformer starring a weird robot. Yep. That p- was a very physics-based platformer <laughs> published by Ubisoft that came out on the same day as Rayman 2. You want to talk about sent to Die by your own publisher? Came out on a red cart, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, a red cartridge. Never. Yeah, I love that game. Never, uh, it was really good. It's still pretty good. I played it again last year, and uh, I brought it with me when I went up to do interviews for Infamous with them, and they were, and some of the old soccer bunch guys were like, "Wow, someone played it." <laughs> it was just like it was. It did not. Sell there there very was well. there was a definite bitterness to. To oh. the uh, the memory of Rocket. I'm sure uh, they worked hard but on it. I w- I, they it sh- came out late in uh, the N64's life. Yeah, but like I said, it came out against one of the best platformers of that generation. Yeah. With a Rayman Ray- by the same publisher, it's amazing. Like, Ubisoft just did not care about Three that Three D platformers game. back then were very common, though. Yeah, but on the same day.
0: Yeah. The
1: same publisher. That's pretty tough. We're gonna put the two games of the same genre, one by this unknown team, one by the Rayman sequel. Big, you know, covers of magazines, which was also never had a chance. Oh yeah, Rayman 2 was great. So good. Yeah. But uh, I wish uh, Rayman 2 also went on to be on the Dreamcast and got, I think, got re-releases and stuff. Rocket Rocket. has vanished. That's all there was.
0: Just the N64 version. I would play a remaster of that. Well, it's weird too because they're starting to dig up like these old N64 games, like 40 Winks. Mm-hmm. and like they're make it's like no 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 there's this other game over here that's
1: way better than that yeah, like rocket is a is a charming little game and, it's, and the other thing is like, i'm
0: guessing ubisoft owns
1: the probably IP. it's it's yeah. so based in physics especially for the, like, for in a the way time the way that no one was really doing at the time where like you had to build roller coasters and use the physics yeah. of the roller coasters to take you through and pick up the collectibles and stuff like that yeah. and like um it, it, the puzzle stuff still work the graphics are Ink blot tests yeah. at this point, but the the puzzles still work today. I think. Yep. I would be I would be up for a remaster of that game, which will never never happen. happen. Without a doubt, will never happen. Yeah. Uh, next, we're gonna talk about unless well, that N sixty four classic is real. Throw that sucker in there. That's a good idea. Actually, because I think if you're gonna do an N sixty four classic, like one of the best things you could do is highlight games that were never on anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And that means putting stuff in like the Castlevania games, Hybrid Heaven. Uh, Dude, hybrid heaven, rock, holy cow Rocket robot on wheels um, A
0: melee based JRPG Beetle adventure racing Yeah, there's a lot of great N64 yeah. games I've seen people saying uh, they don't know how they're going to fill out the library for an N64 mini I'm yeah. like, you must have never owned an N64
1: though. Well, once you, if you take away the rare games in GoldenEye uh, You are kind of in a, in a, in a limbo a little but bit But do you have to do that? I think you might Really? Well, you're definitely not going to get GoldenEye because um, the, the license get Perfect Dark license is gone Microsoft owns Perfect Dark well they've said that they might be up for letting oh, the Nintendo did they're, they're up, No, it, Microsoft owns it but Microsoft has said they're open to the idea of collaborating with Nintendo on something like that done it before um, I mean again also, probably also because they know that an N64 classic is not going to ob, you know is not going to yeah. obsolete the Rare replay <laughs> versions no that's still Plus gonna, they're
0: not going to cut into sales of Xbox One X no <laughs>
1: um, but, but, but Microsoft is Indicated they're willing to play ball on kind of sharing some some rare stuff. Uh, although that was that was more brought up in the context of Banjo being in Smash Brothers. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but you know, which could still probably could still happen. happen. By the way. Like Microsoft, Microsoft has no reason to go tooth and nail against Nintendo. Well, if you remember, it's after, probably in their in their best interest to be friends with Nintendo as best they can because they both got to deal with Sony.
0: Well, remember there was a Banjo game that came out for yeah, with a GBA. GBA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think it could happen. And
0: there was a Mr. Pants game for GBA too, wasn't yes. there? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pants did indeed. Come Those a were the meme days. that was created by like their their web, yeah their blog website mailbag yeah <laughs> it's
1: great. And that was the web, rare that, used to be so awesome that thing. Man. And remember, remember uh, they the, lost all their like personality. Remember it was uh Tusk yeah, from, yeah. from Killer Instinct that yeah. was answering all the all and he the was mail really mean and He's, he's and like a meme like because yeah. like, he's a barbarian. <laughs> But that was, I was remember I used to Those read that. Those days were so awesome. Yeah. Rare was so good back well, especially then, especially because like you'd read it and you're just like, I can't believe something owned by Nintendo was allowed to do that because it was a little edgy here. Well, and it was, was it kind of had that sarcastic sort of edgy British humor thing going on. Yeah. Like, that no, was good times. Those were the days. Uh, so, The Last of Us Part Two. Is there anything to even say about that
0: at this point? I'm assuming we're going to see a huge chunk of gameplay. I, I guess on stage demo. Nothing
1: stops this train. Yeah, would, would be. The only I, thing I, I still can don't say. think
0: it comes out this year.
1: No. I don't think so. But I think it could be next spring. Like you could be looking at a spring. Maybe March. Yeah. Because it was a a June release last year. Came out the week of E3. Last time. It It came out the week of E3. Yeah. Um, If they're planning on that again, it could be this is their last E3 to blow it out. And then you see it again at PSX this fall. And you get it early, you know, first half of next year or sometime. I'm encouraged by the fact that it's one of their four games that they specifically
0: mentioned. Yeah, because
1: that makes me think it's probably closer to done than we yep. might think. Because uh, you know, without that, I, w- I, I was originally thinking it was probably closer to the end of next year, maybe 2020. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like if they're doing this, it sounds like they might be further ahead than we believed. Yep.
0: And then Marvel's Spider Man from Insomniac. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this ad nauseum on the show. I'm expecting at least like a 15-minute gameplay demo yeah, of this game. It's three months out. Yeah, so, it's pretty yeah. much done at this point. Yeah. they're just bug squashing and that sort of. I'm also probably a Game Informer cover coming pretty soon for it, mm-hmm. where we'll get a big blowout from Game Informer about. Or wait, did we already? Did they already cover Spider-Man? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did yeah. already. Yeah, that's right. They already did did do that. But um, yeah, I mean, this game's just coming down the home stretch at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just getting polished, and the final bugs are getting squashed, and uh, it should be. I mean, they, maybe they have the whole game on the floor. Who knows?
1: No, yeah, they'll probably just do, uh, I, like I said before, before I, I think uh, it would be good to uh, let someone play this demo. Because you know, there was a lot of questioning about like how scripted it was or how much freedom you had to do what you were doing, how automatic was the web swinging. It would be fun to let people play this and be like, oh, look how much you can screw up. You know, That's that what I'm curious about. Obviously,
0: having Insomniac's best tester play it for this is a lot different than you and I walking up to a kiosk on the E3 show floor and giving it a go for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I would argue Batman's combat looks pretty darn good in the hands of the average Joe. Yeah. There's no reason why Insomniac couldn't do the same thing with Spider-Man.
1: This is your most anticipated game of E3? I think so. Yeah. As as far as what we know about. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably my most anticipated game for the rest of the year, right now. I mean, not that the rest of the year is super packed, but yeah. Um, also, it's the my top pick on my my fantasy all right. draft, so it better be
0: good. <laughs> well, I think you can breathe, you can breathe pretty easy that it's going to at least be good.
1: Yeah. It's will it be like God of War good? Yeah, it will be yeah it will be ninety seven Metacritic good. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we're gonna find I mean, out. I think I'm gonna like it dates. regardless. Well, of but. course,
0: yeah. I think I'm gonna like it regardless as well. I've liked. Pretty much every Spider-Man game since, like, Spider-Man 2 or whatever. Um, Even though some of them weren't that great, I still enjoyed playing them. Maybe you didn't play Amazing Spider-Man 1. I did not, no. No, you didn't miss anything. (laughs) It sounds like it. Uh, But I expect this game to be blown out. Probably the biggest of
1: any game by Sony at E3. Yeah, this seems like it would be a good focus, especially considering how hot Marvel is right now. Yep, for a million reasons. It it should be the game. I mean, it's coming out the soonest. Mm Mm-hmm um it's pretty much their big gun of the fall yeah. as far as exclusives go i would think yeah I unless mean, the last of us part two somehow i don't think so you get a miracle How and awesome even and be? even then i think this is bigger than last of us two really yeah last of us two doesn't have the penetration of spider-man i'd agree
0: with that but i think it will sell more than spider-man i don't think it will
1: really I think Last of Us is a hardcore gaming darling, but it doesn't sell like like a, a really top-level Spider-Man game would. We'll see. I don't even think it's going to sell... I don't know if Last of Us will sell uh, God of War numbers. God of War numbers no, is, is up there.
0: But it's already sold five... God of War sold five
1: million in the first like week and a half. Yeah, but I think Spider-Man's going to sell like God of War. You think? Yeah. I think it'll sell five million in the first week or two. It could. Huh. Do not underestimate the Marvel. A lot
0: of it will depend on how good it is. Right. But. but like... Obviously, it's Spider-Man. The IP's
1: huge. Yeah.
0: And people have been waiting for a great Spider-Man. Game I wouldn't for... have thought
1: God of War would sell like that. Either. Yeah, I was shocked by those sales
0: numbers. But I think
1: Spider-Man has has it. I mean, Spider-Man's the biggest in terms of merchandising is the biggest comic character in all of all time. Yeah, I believe it by a giant, giant margin. As a like, kid, he was my favorite. Batman is like Mile. Batman is a distant second, and you'd think Batman would be up there. Yeah, but Spider-Man just in terms of merchandise sales, like number one by something like a factor of three or four. Interesting. Spider-Man is you can't beat Spider Man. Everybody loves Spider Man. Hey there. Except my mom. My mom doesn't like Spider Man, <laughs> she thinks he's creepy.
0: My mom still sings the uh, Spider Man theme song from the old cartoon. Yeah. Hey there.
1: Yeah. But my, my, my mom used, I was it was funny because like I always I know was, all the words to that. I always thought stuff. it was dumb that Jay Jonah Jameson tried to make him seem scary and, and evil. Yeah. And like that, like, oh, we can't trust him. and da, da, da. I'm like, who couldn't trust Spider-Man? And then like my mom would be like, oh he's creepy, I don't like him. It's like, <laughs> like, just what the people who read the Daily Bugle think. So I'm like, so my mom's dislike of Spider-Man <laughs> makes Spider-Man feel so much realer to me yeah, because yeah. like that's totally what would happen. Because my mom would believe the Daily Bugle. <laughs>
0: that's great. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> uh the last game that might be shown but it looks like it probably won't be is days gone mm-hmm. um days gone is gone yeah sony ben already are. kind of said that it won't really be at e3
1: i'm sure it'll be, I'm be kind surprised. of
0: nebulously around I and mean, if this. they let game informer play two hours of it they
1: can't put a demo out on the floor like i would think it would probably be a maybe they won't have their own theater but i bet would bet like this would be out on the floor or something i mean look sony does not put a lot of its high
0: profile games on the floor That's to true. play you have to go in a the theater and watch somebody like, else play I don't play think
1: them. you were ever able to play Horizon Zero Dawn on the floor.
0: No. like If you were a judge, you could go into the yeah. theater and they'd let you play it for a little bit to prove for that like it was real. For like five seconds, you could move the right. character around. It's yeah. like, see, it's real. Give me to back. To prove it's real, and yeah. then that
1: would be it. Um, I feel like you, you, you kind of need to... I feel like you need to kind of sell this game a little bit. Yeah, isn't you know? it funny that Sony's just relying on Game Informer to yeah. kind like, of do all the marketing? I don't feel like this is like Horizon, where Horizon is sort of like, all you got to do is look at some of that, that game. You're and like, like, wow. Like, Whoa, yeah. look at that. Look at the girl with a high-tech bow, bullet time blowing away the giant mecha T-Rex. I was like, that's awesome. But this is like, okay, bikers and zombies? Like, you're going to yeah. need to give me more than that. That's, I... I agree.
0: Um, And there will not be another E3 before
1: it comes out either. And it just looks so much like, if you told me this was like Last of Us Gaiden, I'd believe you. Like it it looks so much like So it doesn't look as good, but No, but it looks like it could be in the same world. You know, it's like it's kind of that general sort of everybody's kind Of a grungy, beardy man, like wearing you know grimy clothes, and there's zombies out there, but we're really trying to do our own thing, and we've got sort of this underground thing because I mean, that's what Joel and, and what's her name are doing at the beginning of Last of Joel Us, and where Ellie, it's, yeah. yeah, not Alia, uh, what's her, the, the woman that oh, you know, I can't remember her name, you know, the woman he's with in yes. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but can't uh hear. but they're kind of like you get the impression they're sort of like couriers and maybe they do like gray market stuff or they got they got some they got some hustle going on, yeah. you know. Um it's like the the zombies are almost treated as like you know like nuisances yeah. in, in in you know if if you're not out in the wilds sort of. Yeah. Thing. Um there's a similar kind of Uh, feel to this like if you if if they were if the zombies were like fungus creatures and not like you know uh world war z runny guys i would be uh sort of like yeah you could basically just make this last of us 1.5 or something i mean you could
0: tell me that this this was a third party game published by like focus home interactive
1: and i I would be like okay like it wouldn't shock me all that much i mean
0: it's certainly not up to the level of most Sony first-party games.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'd, if you put it in front of me, I'd play it. Yeah, of course. But, like, it's, it's definitely not as, um, it's not as sexy as everything else on the, on the Sony's slate, yeah. I would say. And maybe that's why it's not going to be at
0: E3. Yeah. It's possible that it could just be, like, It makes you wonder how far out it is. Like, if it's yeah. maybe
1: not even this fiscal
0: It'll be this fiscal. You would think. I mean, it it was supposed to come out like two months ago. Yeah. And they delayed it basically a whole year, so I I
1: just... Like, at a certain point, you feel like you have to get this out or you're going to ruin the books. After you
0: let Game Informer play it for two hours, it can't be that far away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they actually played it for longer than they that. They did play it for a long time. It's like, it's so weird to me that something that they did that with isn't coming this year. I know, it's crazy. It's I don't know one. if I've ever seen You're it. You're talking a, like, about a game coming out essentially almost a year after that cover. That kind of a blowout. Yeah, it's really weird. So, shockingly, that is
0: Sony's lineup for E3 2018. And we're even embellishing a little bit here. We're talking about Days Gone and Dreams, which Sony hasn't even mentioned. Maybe Dreams isn't
1: there. Who knows? Dreams is in there somewhere. It's gotta be, even yeah. if even if it's just like a demo thing on the floor in the booth, or like I don't know, it's gotta be. Or they're gonna do a bunch of stuff with it on the live stream. What do you think is gonna happen with uh, PlayStation VR at E three? Very little. You think? Because yeah, it seems so. like
0: there's still like a lot of support. They're for still it. holding
1: on. It's still, you know, like I some of my friends were asking like what was going on with VR and the Xbox uh, yeah. today, and I'm just like, VR is kind of dead already. Dead in the water. I mean, it's it's not a failure, but it's sort of gotten where it's going to get and you're going to have to deal a failure, with it. Though. Yeah, not to hear everybody tell it who's putting this, this, the goggles out, Yeah. but like, you know, it's not setting anything on fire, but it's like, we've, I think we've hit, it, it's, it's Star Trek movie, ironically, because Star Trek just had that big update. Right. It's, it's Star <laughs> Trek movie. This, okay, we figured, here's the line. This is where it is. Now we just have to work within these parameters. Like, yeah. I think that's where they're at. Uh, I know Pactor was thinking there might be some kind of uh, hardware refresh on the on the VR, it's wireless VR, does, yeah. wireless. I mean, everybody else is doing it, so it's entirely possible that Sony could do it. Um, it would be nice because I'll tell you, the, the wires are, are are a thing. <laughs> well, the other <laughs> sure. thing
0: too. I mean, one thing I will say is Sony is not stop supporting it. No, it's still there's still. I mean, some they just announced PSVR that stuff, standalone 3D platformer based upon. The, what was that demo that came out, right, with PlayStation VR with uh, like the little the robots?
1: Little ro- yeah, on the um, the PlayStation Worlds thing. Yeah. Or it was wasn't it? even Worlds. It was something else. But you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. They just announced yeah. a
0: full-on 3D platformer starring that character. And I think that was one of the best experiences on PlayStation VR. Yeah, it was VR. that Playroom, Playroom thing. Yeah, yeah Playroom yeah. VR. Playroom VR. Yeah. And uh, so Sony's still all in. I'm just, I'm just thinking third parties at this point are going to start to recoil. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Ubisoft kind of get in early with some stuff yeah, but UB- I mean a lot of third UB parties still, have stopped announcing. I mean announcing still supporting the, the
1: Star Trek thing which I thought was not in the cards. Yeah.
0: Um, VR has kind of become like an indie thing. A little bit. A lot yeah. of the smaller studios are the ones creating VR games now, and they're and I think the ones that's why
1: we're seeing games that are not going to mm-hmm. And they're also the, the ones that are uh that are you know doing well enough to surprise themselves I think yeah. you know and the, the support's there. I mean like Archangel got uh, a multiplayer update, yeah, um, which is impressive for a game that whose campaign is on rails. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's it's formed its own kind of little sub world. Um, it's certainly not going to. Be, it's certainly not the way the the wave of the future. Um, you're starting to feel a little bit like, like uh, every the VR proponents. Uh, I always thought this, but now it's even more to me. It's like uh, if you've seen um, say anything, where. Uh, um, Lloyd uh, Lloyd Dobler is continually saying that uh, he does kickboxing, sport of the future. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's like, no. no, not so much. I mean, kickboxing isn't going away. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably not the sport of the future just yet. And like, yeah. so I keep thinking with the VR thing, it's like, yeah, it's still going to be there. But the people that thought like, but in four years, this is how we consume all interactive content, they were never, they were never. Notice, we have not
0: seen a single big studio make a VR game other than Insomniac.
1: No, UB. I mean, yeah. UB, UB supports maybe I, everything. Maybe I should
0: rephrase that as we have not seen a big development team or mm-hmm. studio make a VR game.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, even
0: the big publishers tend to schleff that stuff off on their B Like, teams. the closest
1: you could say would be like Double Fine. And that's, yeah. that's more like you've heard of them. They're and, even and indie they're at this point. I mean, point, they're, really. yeah, they're not big. They're not... Yeah. It's not like if Kojima said he was going to do a VR right. game. No
0: or. one like that has made a VR or like, game. Uh, and I think that's what it's going to take, to be Or like Activision to be
1: like, Black Ops 4 will have a yeah. VR mode. I mean,
0: Resident Evil 7 probably is the best example yeah, of that. Yeah,
1: Capcom is, is, you know, dove in
0: on that. Yeah, but... I mean, it has sold five million copies, so it hasn't done terrible. But you can play it without VR as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: I think I think moving forward, and Star Trek did that too. Star Trek put in the, the update where you can play it without the VR. That's kind of like, the way forward. I think you got to do that. Yeah. You, I mean, even as someone who owns two VR headsets, sometimes I just want to play the game. Yeah. I did that with uh, Megaton Rainfall. Yeah. Which is again another indie it does, thing. It I mean,
0: sometimes it does get in the way of just in sitting, yeah. kicking back, and enjoying. Sometimes a game.
1: I want to play something. I don't want to sit put up all the, with all the, the helmet and, and all on, the sensors yeah.
0: all around. Yeah, I get it. So, we'll see. Uh, no men- I think no mention of Vita this year. Safe to say, other than to say maybe rest in peace. You think maybe we'll do some uh, in memoriam for the Vita?
1: No, no. Uh, <laughs> like uh, although I would say like, there's there's still the off chance that like it would piss too many some, people off. Some developer they let up there to do some spiel says like, like it's like we wanted to do a Vita version we didn't. They say like, yeah. like, yeah, like a, a little like Vita mention Vita, Vita shout out somewhere maybe. But like yeah, I feel like we're not going to see. A Vita montage or anything unless it is in fact any memoriam yeah like they put a little coffin and just bury it (laughs) would be great
0: Absolutely.
1: Vita means life yeah not Uh, anymore
0: all right so that's Sony at E3 2018 I know people shocking there's not a lot to talk Mm. about maybe that bodes well maybe that means there's gonna be a ton of
1: surprises or maybe it just means you're going to blow out some of these games we don't know anything about, which is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I mean, you can you can go ahead and spend 15 minutes on Death Stranding. Like, yeah, if yeah. you're going to show me how it plays. Third
0: parties are humming now on PlayStation and Xbox at this point. Yeah. Like, they don't need to shut it. And a it lot time.
1: of them have their own conferences, Yeah. so they don't need the Sony conference, yeah. maybe. You're right. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a new Fallout game. Oh, do you think they'll have a little Black Ops section? Uh, so what do you mean like in their so, booth? Yeah, no, I mean like in the press conference. because Sony, Sony still has the deal with them.
0: Yeah, but there's no wait, there's no paid DLC, right?
1: Mm, they still might get it first. They will
0: get it first, but I think yeah, there's not paid anymore. Yeah,
1: I, I still you know, like a little trailer, a little maybe. highlight thing. Don't forget about Black or Ops Four. Or maybe
0: while somebody's talking, it's just first like a part of like a yeah. a PowerPoint
1: presentation that mm-hmm. they show or something like
0: that. But I, I doubt they'll show like a trailer or anything like that. We'll see. Uh, next we're going to talk about a new Fallout game, but it's not a Fallout game that you might expect. I think at first people thought maybe it was. That was silly. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Kotaku basically came mm-hmm. out and said, no, our sources are telling us that Fallout 76 is an online survival game mm-hmm. uh, set a couple hundred years earlier than Fallout 3 and 4, well, not if too much. In my memory serves. I thought it was a couple hundred years. I don't know how you do that. Well, the vault, vault 76 is the first vault to open. Mm-hmm. the vaults that you live in for 3 and 4 are right. much later on down the road
1: well the so in Fallout 4 it's been 210 years since the war it's uh, and
0: so in this one it's been 70 years or something
1: I don't know so t- it's,
0: it's 100 plus years 20 before...
1: so the war in Fallout i just been playing Fallout 4 because uh, it was super cheap on the Xbox and for some reason I owned all the DLC already but not the main game and the game was really I'm like I don't know how that how's that, that even happened. possible it must have been some gold deal or something it was like 5 bucks for the season pass like, it was oh, like, I'll it's just, it's just get that. Right, out. right. One day, I might need it. And so you the, did. And I did. So, <laughs> so I've been playing that. I like it better, actually, this time around, probably because I don't have any high expectations of it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff in that game. The idea of them bolting multiplayer onto that engine is horrifying to me. But anyway, um, so the war was in 2077, 2077, and then you wake up in like 2087, 2187, or 2287 in Fallout Four. Um, so yeah, 70 years is about where a little earlier than the first Fallout takes place.
0: What I was getting at is that the reason it's set so much earlier than the other games is because Mm -hmm. it's a a survival game. Apparently the Fallout is still something that you need to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, The atmosphere is not cleared out. Um, and you're you have to literally rebuild society from scratch after a
1: nuclear holocaust. Although spoilers, you don't really pull it off, judging by the other games. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah I um, wonder how they explain that away. So this is something like uh, Rust or DayZ. It's very much or, like or uh, H1, Ark, Survival, Ark Survival Evolve, yeah. or whatever that was. Is that it? Yeah, name that's right. That? Yeah. Okay. That's um, one with the dinosaurs. It is. Yeah. Unfortunately, this jo- I bounce off this genre so hard. Uh, like I'm not I, I hate survival games Arc survival I Evolved them. should mean I the fact that you can ride dinosaurs should I should be playing that every day no, I, know. I just I just can't did you ever try it yeah I tried it that's because the
0: first 20 minutes just, of it are so damn frustrating just complete tedium it from really start is. To finish. and a lot of them are like Conan exiles just came out yeah. same thing it was boring tedious like but, I had but the there PR are guy. dong physics. Yeah, a dong physics. Yeah, I, I
1: did, Conan Exiles is weird because, like, when you die, you have to run naked back to your corpse and get your stuff back. Right. And so, like, it's mostly just peep, naked people running everywhere because there are people... Who, and then, like, you can't even, like... Once you get your stuff, you have to actually in- equip my, all of it. Just a vision
0: them. in my mind of a bunch of naked dudes just running in all different directions yeah. with dong physics. Chased
1: by mammoths. <laughs> right. that's, I mean, that's basically Conan right there. Yeah,
0: their PR person emailed me like incessantly trying to get me to cover co- and we just did so there you go <laughs> there you are. congratulations we just covered making people running from mammoths <laughs> with dong physics <laughs> uh, so it's safe to say that you were pretty disappointed when you found out what fallout 76 was yes yeah
1: um, i think most people were i like the trailer because i like the song but, yeah um, and i like kind of the 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 fancy the fancy 70s you know the fancy vault suit you know like it has kind of like a like a chrome or a gold lame kind of thing going on in the 76 like i dig that i like i like the lore of fallout and building on that uh i mean at least it also kind of proves that they're willing to go early because one of the things that playing fallout 4 again just drives home all over again to me they're too far out from the apocalypse at this point. Like they're two hundred and ten, right. they're two centuries out from the nuclear war. And it's like, am I really supposed to believe that no one looked in this drawer and found the jar of beans that th- there in 200 for two hundred years, years. <laughs> like two hundred yards from Boston? Why? Why do people? Have, That's great. Why do Why do the guys who run the bar in the in the Diamond City have Russian accents? Right. Why are there people with different accents at all? Should all just be Boston people. Right, yeah. Why does someone 210 years from the nuclear apocalypse still know the Pak the Cod Havid Yad thing? Right. Yeah. Like, why do we even know what that is? Like yeah. I just I just feel like you're you're too far out from that, and it's just like, you know, there are kind of kind of a theme of rebuilding happening with Diamond City and stuff, but like well, it, I mean, just, there is it feels like stuff you can't Fallout 4. That but also you can't it just feels like you can't keep you can't keep the fallout feel in terms of sort of this wandering the wastes thing and still have it be that far, you know, I think it's much, you know, Fallout 1 and 2 were set more like a 70 to 100 years gap after the nuclear war, and that feels like the right time for that kind of story. Yeah. Um, And like, uh, at least if they're going back to that time and Bethesda's uh, tendency to reuse stuff means that they might be willing to do something closer to that, that era for the actual Fallout 5, which I would be behind. I certainly don't want them to keep moving forward into the future of the setting. I want them to go back to the basics of it to some degree.
0: Well, it appears the game is being created by Battle Cry Studios. So at least we know what they're doing. Yeah, because we've been wondering, because that game Battlecry was shown at E3 two years ago. Not mm-hmm. just shown, but was took up the predominant amount of real estate in Bethesda's booth. Yeah. had was... like 30 kiosks of people playing head-to-head, mm-hmm. and then poof. Gone. Vanished. Just vanished, and we're like, wait a minute, that's been like a couple of years now. Yeah. What is that studio doing? They're what is the studio name after Christ the game? Studio. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're working on this game. I guess so. now they're Studio Seventy Six. Yeah, they might, they might change their name. <laughs> that's quite possible. Uh, but yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I mean, I don't know. I was porn because i was i was pleasantly surprised to see we're getting a fallout game so
1: soon yeah well, i thought it was but gonna be then like, i
0: was disappointed that it wasn't a real fallout game
1: yeah well i mean i was kind of expecting it to be like a new vegas type thing no i thought it was gonna be like fallout shelter 2 exclusive to the switch or ah. something i thought it was gonna be just something that like that just garbage um, something you didn't care about yeah and i mean i don't particularly care about this either but i care about it more than fallout shelter 2 yeah for um, sure I don't know, like, I guess we'll wait and see what it looks like, but, like, that is not a genre I play, um, yeah. because I find it frustrating and irritating. You think it's just Bethesda trying to find a game as a service? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, really what it is, And right? it makes more sense to do it with Fallout than just about anything else To have and they already have Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Fallout Online would really... I don't think a Fallout MMO would really do anybody any favors, because, like, like the survival aspect kind of demands loneliness to some degree yeah. and like you know the, the the lone survivor the i mean the the main character in Fallout 4 is called the sole survivor yeah yeah and um i just feel like you you've got tons of guys in vault suits running around it's just ridiculous but if you you can pull that off in a survival game like this because uh you know you've got a, you, you you kind of free it up if you're doing like the first vault um it'll be interesting to see what the uh experiment is for the vault because every, every i vault don't fault for this at all no look if there's any not publisher thing, but right but if there's any publisher who at this point in the
0: game i give the green light to publish sure. a game as a service it's bethesda sure. or well, maybe
1: sony and clearly you know it's by the battle cry guys so clearly it's not taking time away from whatever Bethesda's you know in-house team is working on yeah. for you know for fallout 5 or for elder scrolls 6 whatever it is you know, it's like, a company, everything a company puts out doesn't have to be interesting to me. Yeah, that's like, fine. You know, I, I didn't like Fallout Tactics either, so, and, yeah. you know, could be worse. Could be Fallout Brotherhood of Steel too.
0: Now, they are saying that there
1: are quests <laughs> and stuff like that in the I'm game. Sure, yeah. um, sure. So, it's
0: not a complete departure, but... I mean, we'll
1: see what it's like. I mean, like, if it's... And I,
0: I didn't mind the base building in Fallout 4.
1: I didn't love it. Didn't... I wasn't a huge fan of it, minding. but like I liked, I like kind of build the building up of sort of a, a, a series of settlements. And once I figured out how like supply chains worked and and sending guys, oh Yo, you go here and then I can access my inventory from this place and that place and build this up and do that. It became much less. I, I feel like it wasn't explained very well, but once I understood it, it all. Felt, I I wasn't again. I'm not a, I'm not a builder in those in games like that. I'm not gonna you know build my own house and decorate it with cue balls and stuff everywhere, but like. <laughs> Uh, you know, in terms of kind of like having this sort of uh, colonial support network going on, it was pretty cool. All right, got to pick up the pace. I, have, I forgot to, to move the stick, and we have lost the TV.
0: <laughs> I told you you'd forget.
1: <laughs> well, my plan was to do it between segments, and I was doing it, but the segments have gotten very long. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, we're going to move
0: on. We're going to talk next about Microsoft at E3 2018. Um, in my opinion, Matt, Microsoft is the publisher with the most upside. Because when you're going, when you're starting at zero, <laughs> seriously, though. Nowhere to go but up. Seriously, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the you're honest not of God's truth.
1: I, I feel like there's still a strong potential for a lateral move here. Though. Really? Yes.
0: It can't get any worse. It
1: can't get any worse, but it could just stay the same. I mean, think about it, Matt. We've
0: got Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2. But what can
1: they show that could move the needle?
0: Well, they're saying that they have all these unannounced games in development,
1: and... Well, they better not be sequels to things I already don't care that much about. I predict we are going to see a lot of trailers. Many trailers. And not much gameplay. Well, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, there's rumors going around that they're announcing three Gears of War games.
0: How does that work?
1: Gears 5, an RTS, like, Halo Wars style, and another one that no one really knows anything about. Why... Why are they making a? Tripling down on Gears, Gears of War Wars. does not mean yeah. Tripling down on Gears of War is not a wise choice. To <laughs> me.
0: Not a th- not. I mean, Gears Five fine, yeah, like,
1: great, cool. But like you're gonna do like Gears Five, and then you're gonna do like a, a Halo Wars Gears game. and, and like, then, like, a like a Gears of War uh, card battle game, or like a or, or like the third one would be like the battle royale right. thing. That's possible. Um, I don't know. Like I don't want that much Gears of War. I really don't either. I I
0: mean, honestly, even the next game coming right now seems a little
1: early. Yeah, it's two years. Like, it's it's about right, especially if Halo's taking its time. Well,
0: maybe part of it is that we're just so used to not getting anything for Xbox that Mm. now I'm like, wait, two years? That's too quick. It should be like
1: five. (laughs) I mean, we've been waiting for
0: Halo for a
1: while now. well, I mean, Please have a segment in your press conference that explains to me why Crackdown 3 has taken this long. Because what in the world could be in that... uh, it seems like what we've seen of it, even what we saw at E3 last year, seems like it's just such a paint-by-numbers follow-up to that to those Maybe games. Maybe that's what they're
0: doing is they're trying to make it so it's not a paint by You know what I would be
1: doing if I were them is I'd be trying to make you because I remember you remember like the, there was a whole thing with like the building destruction was only in multiplayer. Yeah. I would be trying to put that in the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Like unify the two. I like, mean,
0: I will say this. When we saw Gears last year running on Xbox One X, it looked damn good. I don't yeah. know if you have gears here for yours i do but it almost looked like a different game running on the x oh yeah it looked, so like what a, looked like a painting so now i start to think about okay what happens when they build the game from the beginning with the x in mind what what's the mm-hmm. game going to look like so um, i'm excited to check it out crackdown 3 i could really care less if this game just disappeared forever i mean it is one of those games where if i woke yeah. up tomorrow and it said
1: crackdown 3 is cancelled i'd be like eh Don't really care. I mean, I. It is interesting this this week. uh, Aaron Greenberg had to go on Twitter and confirm that it was not canceled. Yeah, because a bunch of those rumors of delays, a bunch of of pre-orders got canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to get canceled, but like. I mean, I liked Crackdown One. I didn't like Crackdown Two all that much, and but then like Crackdown One became one of the Xbox like you know the the Xbox One X enhanced games of a couple months ago, and I went back and played it. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Like it just—it hasn't aged very well. They didn't, they, you know, the, the controls don't quite work as far as I'm concerned uh, in, a, in a modern context. Crackdown Three is going to have to bring something special and new to the table to to make me think that it's really going to be. Work- I mean, like the building destruction here looks really cool, but if that's not in the campaign, like that's not going to help me because I don't really care about playing multiplayer. Vincent is saying that the uh,
0: the third Gears game is in fact rumored to be a battle royale yeah. game. <laughs> Well that's what I heard. I mean I'm not that's I'm not, terrible. not making it up. Oh ah, okay. I didn't
1: realize that I thought you no, were no, just no. making a joke. Because that's not I mean, even really a joke. I mean that's what point. I heard. I mean, no no I don't have any actual <laughs> evidence of right, that. Right. But, like that's what is what I heard. It was like the third one is like some kind of battle royale thing. Yeah. Which we I mean that goes against my instinct in the sense that you'd think you'd integrate it into Gears 5. but it also maybe makes sense if Gears 5's is already underway, you have another company, another developer jump or another team jump on that.
0: Xbox also has PUBG. True. I mean, it's the one con. It's the one console that PUBG is on. But
1: like I said before, like PUBG is not on the level of these things in terms of presentation. And like no, I think you've got the major publishers, you know, all they're all racing to the same point. Like who's gonna get the AAA PUBG no, right. winner? You know? Yeah. And I think they're all just gonna hit each other in the head when they reach <laughs> reach that point. The market's gonna but get totally someone, saturated. Yeah, but and... someone's gonna come out on top. Yeah. And who knows who that is? Yep. Um, it's probably not gonna be the Gears game. Probably not.
0: <laughs> Halo it's, 6. You think we're going to see Halo 6? I think
1: we're going to see a teaser.
0: You think we'll see a trailer?
1: Yeah. Um, they're,
0: they're definitely due for that. I yeah, mean, they're way overdue for I think
1: that's next fall. That's, that's 2019. Um, they they a,
0: really need a game this holiday. You I think, think it's Gears? I think it's
1: Gears 5. Yeah. Yeah. Or some form of Gears.
0: At this point, if you're uh, Xbox or Microsoft, you have to be looking at, like, okay, we have the Coalition and we have 343. Coalition, somehow, has managed to put out a game every couple of years, and
1: 343, on the other hand... 343 put Halo out every two years. At first. At first, and then they had to go back to the drawing board, because Halo 5 was terrible. Well, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but... Uh, From single-player, kind of like, you know, mythos of the Halo franchise it was, like... And Halo, I mean, uh, Halo 5 and Halo 4 were not great campaign turn-ins. Um, no, multi, I agree with m- that. Multiplayer... That uh, multiplayer in 5 was better, though. Sure. Um, that's not what, But they, they feel like... I think they feel they need to reinvent it in terms of, like, how they're treating the lore in the franchise. Because, look, Halo ended at 3. Like, really Halo was did. over after 3. Like, it the really story was told. Yeah. It was done. I mean, the last we ever heard of Master Chief should have been, wake me if you need me. Yeah. And if they're insisting on going forward with this, like, they need to get rid of the Prometheans, they need to tell a story that has three acts and not just tell an act one over and over again and, and hint that for two games in a row that uh, Cortana's going rampant. Either yeah. let it happen or, or <laughs> shut up about it. Um, I mean, it's What's just... What's the phrase? Shit or get off the pot, pretty right? Pretty much. <laughs> it's just like, you gotta you gotta tell a story again. You get, and it can't all be this, like, mystery box, J.J. Abrams tease, what could happen thing. Just make it happen. Like, Halo 5... Ended where like its third mission should have ended. No, like, right. I, I, yeah. they, you got to tell a complete story and stop doing these planned trilogy things, especially because I think the patience for something like that is becoming shorter and shorter, because nowadays like what what's the big in terms of like franchise stuff, what's the big thing right now? Marvel, the Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah. And when you watch a, like you watch Avengers: Infinity War, uh, when do you get to find out what happens next, like you get to see Ant-Man three months later. You get to see the next Infinity War, uh, the follow-up to Avengers Four. You got to see Avengers Four a year from now. Like yeah. you, people aren't gonna sit around and wait two, three years for the next Halo game. You got to tell a complete story. Yeah. You got to you got to give us something worthwhile in that and. Um, And the multiplayer will more or less take care of itself, I guess, because it's not like they make terrible multiplayer over and over again. At this point, rather than Halo 6, the thing I'm most interested in Halo-wise is the patch they're going to put up this summer for Master Chief Collection to make it work right. (laughs) Which they still haven't done in four years. Yeah. Four it's years. not going to happen, man. And then you've got Let the. Let it go. Oh, no, it, yeah, it is. It is going to happen? Oh, yeah. Wow. They announced that months and months ago. What do they have? Like two people working no, on it? No, they got or a something? whole team doing it. Like, really? Bungie, Bungie, not Bungie, 343 considers the, the debacle of Master Chief Collection to be a big black mark on the Oh, really? Market. And they're going back to redo it. They're redoing all the, hey, look, all the games are going to be 4K, 60 frames a second. Like they're, they're up, up oh, Xbox One wow. Xing it. And they're going to f- supposedly. Basically, they said, and who knows you know, the details of this, but basically what they said is the problems with the matchmaking and the the online stuff required a complete redo of the Xbox back end before it could be fixed, and now that has happened in the recent, you know, updates of the Xbox One OS, and now they can make it work, and so they're going to do it themselves, they're not doing outsourcing anything like that, so July something, I can't remember what the date was, they said, but I think July something, late July, they're going to put up this big old patch that brings up Brings everything up to speed, supposedly fix all that all stuff, and I'm way more interested to play through Halo 1 through 3 and ODST again in 4K than I am to wait around and see what kind of stupid like, tap dancing they can pull off with Master Chief and Cortana on the shield world again because I am tired of shooting Prometheans. Hear ya. Uh,
0: Forza Horizon 4, not really announced yet. I think it's a given, though. It's pretty much a given. Yeah, I hope. I drafted it on my fantasy team. <laughs> and some, some concept art leaked a, a week
1: or two ago. Yeah,
0: it looks like it's a done deal, but... And I mean, typically they are announced at E3. Yeah. They're usually not announced before. This so is
1: just such a gimme. Like, it, you know, it's, they're, they're on a roll. They're on a, they're on a pattern every two years. Playground Games puts one of these things out. Um, it's always well-received. They've never made a bad one. Just do it again. Still, Did, that, well, this you, game
0: it, we're looking at right now is still my favorite driving game of this generation.
1: I can get behind that. I I, I got to admit, I went when the Xbox One enhanced it. I went and played Forza Horizon One again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's still my favorite one. Oh really? I think that's even with all the broy festival crap. Uh, I mean, they all have that. Yeah, but the f- one was worse. Yeah. And it had like that because you didn't get to pick your avatar. Kind of, you played that like one dude bro right. character. Yeah. And like. The girl who's like here on the radio, the festival, festival organizer, keeps like, wow, you're really moving up. It's just like, shut <laughs> up. Stop making, don't make, me, I, my ego does not need some kind of inflation from a digital voice actor telling me how cool my fake car is. Like, yeah. give me a break. <laughs> okay, so a couple hopefuls for
0: Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put this rundown together. Earlier in the day, and then later in the day, something happened that, that <laughs> peed all over my hopes and
1: dreams. So Pee, I, I guess I get see what you did there. Yeah,
0: I uh, I had put scale bound on the rundown um, with a question mark, like, hey, maybe yeah. with the X now they can get that up and running. They'll and go then, back and, and talk. And then
1: Platinum said, like, yeah, we're never working with a publisher again. Yeah, that's basically. exactly that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so they yeah. did an
0: interview with uh, who was it? Games industry. And they're just basically like, yeah, Scalebound taught us that we do not want to work with publishers anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: We do not want to give up our IP anymore." Someone, someone should do a someone should do like a panel at, uh, at GDC or something, of um, or even even E3 Coliseum for next year, and it's just developers who got screwed by publishers while making dragon games. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's because a lot of uh,
1: them. You got them, you got Lair, you've got I mean the Factor <laughs> yeah. 5 guys with Lair. Yeah. I feel like you could assemble a panel yeah. out of that. I would go watch that panel. I would absolutely. <laughs> it would go probably go. Be the if most popular panel. If you haven't read Polygon's article on Factor 5 and Lair and all that it's stuff really which, which is from I think January this year. Fascinating, and I, I the, just the first line is the head of Factor Five being like that was a complete fucking mess. <laughs> like, it was yeah. all my fault. Yeah. It was just like,
0: oh okay. I'll tell you what else is great was uh, I believe also Polygon wrote it this week. It was uh, a history of Retro Studios. Did you read that? No, I saw it, but I didn't. I read knew it. pretty much everything that they wrote about, but I realized that nobody had really told that story since it happened. Mm. Like the guy who started Retro Studios was a scumbag. Like, back when mm-hmm. he started Retro and everyone was like, what's going on with Ret- with Metroid Prime? And everyone thought it was going to get canceled. He was, like, posting photos online of him with, like, strippers on yachts. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm hundreds, sure kidding. hundreds and hundreds of them. Of him literally with his shirt off, with beers in his hands, and just blatant strippers, like, all over the place. And we were like, bro, that's Nintendo's money. Mm. You're spending
1: Nintendo's money.
0: I uh, no wonder Miyamoto was mad. He was. It's it's a great story. Uh, it is up on Sifted. Just search it. for Retro Studios in the search bar. And does it go into? You, uh, it
1: you remember when they had like those other games like on the slate? It talks about all of it. What Raven. Shioda, Raven. Yeah, Raven. Shit. That was his like pet game. Is I remember? Well, there
0: were. They had like. It's an awesome
1: article. Go read it when you get whenever we get finished here. Uh, they talk about everything. Reading Polygon like you know, i'm not a huge polygon fan overall but like their features that just can't be beat they're great and yeah. uh but you gotta settle in yeah yeah i are, mean those truth are be some told some probably
0: 80 percent of the content we curate from polygon is their features mm-hmm. and uh, we curate all of them because they're really good they do great work in that stuff i don't care what you say they do great features uh and then the last hopeful game perfect dark hmm what chances do you think there are of us seeing it? Because look, they're saying they're going to show a bunch of unannounced games. Mm,
1: I think there's a zero percent chance of this. Really? Rare is all hands on deck on Sea of Thieves. Yeah. The only possibility. I mean, I know they like Rare said they might be willing to let other teams license out their properties if they want. Yeah. So maybe that was kind of paving the road for the idea of like, oh, these guys are making Perfect Dark, by the way. Um, I just don't I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Maybe that's one of the problems. Maybe it'll happen the later, new studios that's taken off. Yeah,
1: it could be, but I don't think we'd see it.
0: That's some pretty now. valuable IP that's just laying there doing nothing is for it, Microsoft. Is
1: Perfect Dark valuable? I
0: think it is. I think it's I think not. it still has cachet. I, I think, think the I think game we're looking at right now, Perfect Dark Zero, hurt it a
1: ton. Yeah, but there's only two games. So I mean I like the original Perfect Dark on the N sixty four. I just don't I don't think it matters anymore. I don't think there's any recognition of this brand.
0: Well I would say Probably ninety-eight percent of the people playing
1: Fortnite have probably never heard of Perfect Dark. Right. Yeah. That I would definitely. say. I just don't think it it, it buys you anything. You know, yeah. like like you put if you put this out, there's going to be two reactions. One is from the people that have no idea what it is, and be like, "What is that? What is that? Yeah. What? And also, what does Perfect Dark mean? Like what, that's 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 on the level of infinite undiscovery in terms of dumb titles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, other, the other reaction is from people like us who do know. It's like, oh, we're do- trying this again. Yeah. Like, he's like, I just don't think Perfect Dark earns you any, any respect. You know what I would play? Cameo 2. Yeah. I feel like there feel like, It was more like the original concept. Yeah, I feel like there's a was great game in Cameo somewhere. And well, it, it was they when they
0: started it. it, and then they ruined it. Like, I, literally, when it was a GameCube game, it was very interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Then it went over once Rare was purchased by Microsoft... Microsoft got in there and started, yeah, fiddling around, and it turned into something completely different.
1: I think the tech is there to do Cameo upright this. Time. Oh, absolutely. So I would, yeah. I would be on board for a Cameo 2. Hell, I'd be on board for uh, Jet Jet Force Gemini 2 Something, anyway. whatever. <laughs> don't even call it two. Just, just make it again. Just, just reboot do it again. It. Yeah, I'll be down for that.
0: That's they a. They have a lot of stuff. Yeah, Another well,
1: great N sixty four game. Yeah, well, I, I just don't think the thing is about it. I don't think um, you know that, that those kind of properties have any kind of you know. Real pull in the market in terms of making them a mainstream big hit of elevating the, the Xbox brand, but like they're good ideas. You could yeah. turn something out from them that would be that and don't need to, you you wouldn't need to know that they're from the N sixty four or whatever yeah. to think they're great. Um, the other thing that I think Microsoft you get that frickin' fable game out there. That's part of the problem is like there's no variety in the in the lineup. It's all shooty shooty and yeah. Forza. And, and then they ditch the studio that makes Fable, it's like... Yeah, and so, like, if you, Playground Games is indeed making this supposed Fable game, like, get that thing out there. Show yeah. me. Even if it's not ready till next year, show me that it's there. Show me that I hit... Show me that you can hit something with a sword. Instead of a chainsaw <laughs> gun, you know, like just I get it. just some kind of variety. Maybe maybe a game with something green in it would yeah. be nice. You know, something like, that's just not a sci-fi shooter. Yeah, like anything. Like the fan, the fantasy high fantasy would be a nice change of pace on the Xbox at this point. Well, Scalebound was kind of there, right? Or, and that now's yeah, gone. They... I mean, the, even if Scalebound <laughs> hadn't been hadn't right? been all that great, it, like, at least it would have been different. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like I and, still would have played it. And they still really stayed at a K two. Has which, Platinum ever put out a terrible game though? No, I don't think so. A couple so. mediocre ones. Not, yeah, there's, there's like that B team or C team they have and put up C some of the licensed yeah. stuff, like the the Legend of Korra. Star wasn't Fox great. was bad. Yeah, I don't think that was all their fault though. That Transformers um, game wasn't great. It was good.
0: There I would pe- not call it good.
1: There are people that think that's one of the best games of the generation. <laughs> They're insane. Like, they I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a defender of that game. I don't think it's all that great. I think it's too repetitive. It's Devastation, yeah, yeah. I think it's too repetitive. And, but there are platinum fans who think that's one of the best things they've ever made. I have had that argument multiple times <laughs> with people. With some of my friends that think it's like, no, it's the greatest Transformers. I'm like, no, Fall Cybertron is the greatest Transformers oh, game yeah. I've ever made. People be crazy. But no, they just, they just think, oh, it's like, look, just cause you can juggle something for 20 minutes doesn't mean it's a great game. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but yeah, I would, um, I, I think. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, you're talking about and I was, talking, but I was saying State K2, by the way, just had the uh, a patch go up today. How big was that patch? It is 20 gigs. <laughs> it's which basically, means you're just downloading we, the yeah, game Yeah, we changed so much, just download the game again. Yeah, that's just pretty much it. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so. Act
0: like that first which, version. Which, memory. honestly,
1: it's, good. it's about right. That's yeah, fine. That's about what it's I was totally expecting. Totally fine with that. But yeah, when you load up a patch for something, and it pops up a, a loading bar with a ready-to-start bar on it, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, we, we overhauled some things. <laughs> it needed so it. So maybe maybe now it's not going to be as frustra- frustrating. Yeah. I haven't
0: tried it yet. So that's what we know of Microsoft at E3 2018 so far. I mean, uh,
1: presumably there'd be some third-party stuff in there somewhere. Well, yeah, of course. But,
0: I mean, we're, all, we're just talking about first-party stuff, yeah, we'll get to like the Battlefield third parties next and, week. Uh, um, but... So like I said, there's only one way to go, and that's up for Microsoft. It can't get worse. I mean, what's worse than nothing?
1: No, it could. Like I said, it could go sideways. Negative
0: games if they, like, could just, could we're you,
1: confiscating every copy of this game. could go lateral. It could just be like, well, there's more stuff on the schedule. I just don't want any of it. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a, a make-or-break E3 for Microsoft as well. I yeah, mean, I feel I mean, like they're
0: in danger of falling into third place here if they don't. I up. think
1: I think they're guaranteed to fall into third place. Uh, yeah, I mean the switch the switch momentum versus the Xbox's lack of it means the switch is going to pass it. But
0: this E3 could year. turn momentum around. But the faith in Microsoft is kind of slipping at this point because mm-hmm. it had games that people were interested in and it just canceled them.
1: So yeah, well the, the, this, that was a different management. It was uh, you know different people in charge, and I think the people in charge now are really trying to turn it all around. But that takes time. I mean, yeah. you, you know, that's a, that Microsoft is a, even just the Xbox division is a giant lumbering behemoth ship monster. It's like the Titanic. Needs, yeah, yeah, needs to. You know, Very like it, slowly it's, turn. It's, and hopefully this year they have something to show for that. But uh, I think I think those all the metric and those guys who who wanted to turn the Xbox One into a set top box more than a video game console. They did a lot of damage. Absolutely, um, a lot of rebuilding to be done. So, I mean, they had such a stable. They had such a. a I don't a, think that has a, anything
0: to do with their lack of first-party exclusives. I mean, they no. just.
1: I mean, well, I mean, it has something. That's just poor planning. It has something to do with it in the sense that they got rid of a lot of people that were giving them the exclusives they 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 had before. I mean. Yeah. I mean, they had so many. I mean, I guess you'd call it second-party almost. Like they yeah. had a lot of that happening with the 360, and it just went away when they decided oh it's a set top box now it's 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 you know we're going to spend 10 minutes on ESPN right. instead of tv you know, tv tv we're going to design the have the os designed by people that have never touched a video game yeah because that's that was pretty clear if you had a launch day xbox yeah
0: i, I still think that microsoft has the most to gain from this e3 i think of all of, of the big 3 microsoft yeah. has the the clear runway to have a trajectory upwards to be standing in a much better place after E3 mm-hmm. than it is before E3. Yeah,
1: they just need to have some games. Yep. They have
0: to have something. It's,
1: yeah. It's been a long Even time. if you show me stuff, it's been a long drive. I know Microsoft likes to try to stick the whole, like, oh, calendar year or like within the next year. Like, just show me something. Yeah. I'll I mean, take your trailers at this mean, point. I mean, look, one of the games you're showing this year is, was announced in 2014. Yeah. Just, just, I, I don't need gameplay. I'll no. take trailers at this point. I just need some hope. Just let me know. Yeah, let me know something's <laughs> coming. Because 98% of the stuff I played on the Xbox One X came out more than three years ago.
0: Yeah, most way more than three. All
1: right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk next about Battlefield Five. I realize we're a
0: little late on this, and so we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because we are late. Unfortunately, the, it was another case where mm-hmm. a game was announced like right after we recorded the last show it's been over a week now since it was announced but i still wanted to take some time to talk about it because it is a huge franchise um i will say one thing it seems like i am falling outside the mean in my excitement level for battlefield 5 i'm really psyched for it i saw a lot of people hating on the trailer Um, I think this is one of the best video game trailers of the year. In fact, I think it it gave me the year awards. This will be one of the trailers I'm going to bring up. Um, People seem so hung up on the fact that it was fake. I... Did not care at all whether it was real or fake. I just thought it what was a it, great flippin' trailer. What do they mean, fake? They thought it was either completely scripted, which I absolutely agree well, of course. it is. It's all in But engine. they thought it wasn't
1: in-engine. They oh, thought an it engine. was CG. No, it's purely in it.
0: I believe it's Anyone who an played Battlefront
1: 2. Two on PC knows this is not beyond that engine's capability.
0: Yeah, I believe that as well. But a lot of people are very quick to hate on this
1: game. I mean, are you going to throw a grenade and shoot it while a while well, a German plane passes and blows up. I mean, no. Or I'm are gonna... you
0: gonna toss
1: a grenade right into the cockpit yeah. of a plane? I mean, look, it's obviously scripted. Oh, of course. They're, they're, but like, but this isn't anything Battlefield the engine tr- can't handle. No, and like, you know, battle. They're also trying to kind of, in a very short amount of time, simulate the the appeal of what to me was always the appeal of Battlefield is just the sheer amount of crazy shit that happens. And yeah, it doesn't all happen at once, like, sure. but like, you know, once, once per match or every two matches, something happens. You're like, oh my God, that would never happen in any other game kind of thing. Uh, so I see in chat, Glorious War says,
0: nah, trailer was bad. I, would, I, would, I wish we could dial in with him right now so he could explain to us what is bad about this trailer. I don't know. This trailer is amazing. It's a cool trailer. I mean it's not I think part of the issue I is I think people can't separate but, is this a good trailer or is this a good game? I don't I'm not I'm just saying
1: this is an awesome trailer for mm, a game. Whether yeah. the game is good or not, I have no idea. It's well cut, it's it's you know, it, it looks nice. There's it, there, too, the,
0: the choreography of what happens sure. is insane. And you can see, I
1: mean look, it's it is choreographed and like they, they, they have a room at Dice where they do that. Yeah. Where they play this stuff over and over till they get what they want. You can even see um, You can see where they cut it together in places. Um, If you watch uh, Sam, I'd have to eventually get back to the the part where the V1 rocket comes down as artillery. You'll have to you'd have to remove the lower third uh, from it. But you'll see a little like kind of you know like the little blur bar when you censor something or whatever. You'll see something like that and like the little like damage bar pop up right as the the V1 rocket hits uh, hits the ground, and you can see like they've cut together two separate clips there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean but like, I, I never thought of trailers. <laughs> but that's how trailers are. It's like yeah. that's what, what you're supposed to do. It's supposed to, to get do. you excited. And, and a lot to, of people are salty that it's not realistic. Battlefield's never been realistic. Like there, I mean, obviously the pi- the picture of the two guys running around on the horse with a flamethrower has been flying around. But who could forget the moment in real life Wake Island battle when a bunch of guys slapped a bunch of C4 on a on a jeep right. and rammed it into right. a Japanese <laughs> tank? Like, like, yeah. like that you don't if, you know. Or when everybody laid down on the wing of a B-17 bomber and had them fly them over and so they could jump out with their self-repacking parachutes right. Like yeah. <laughs> you're not here for authenticity. You're yeah. here for like the crazy open kind of you know huge scale multiplayer stuff. And that's what they're trying to get across on this, and I also appreciate that it's kind of bright, it's colorful, it's, it's not got the a same style to it's not it. the same, not the de- sterile, it's not the same desaturated guard. band of brothers, me too thing that you no, know, like, War II stuff uh, is. to me, it they seemed, had color in 1944, people yeah, like you yeah. know that, right? It wasn't black and white and and didn't all look like uh, like Saving Private Ryan. Like, I mean,
0: what I'm getting is a big bad company vibe, which is something, yeah, there people, is a, a bit which of is something that. people have been begging for for like a decade. And now they're getting something similar to it. They're like, "Nah, nah." Well, I, I think part nah. of the problem,
1: if you want to leave aside the people that are just upset because there's a girl in the game. Yeah, that's really um, the big problem for a lot of people. You can see that little bar, that red bar down there. That, yeah, that it goes pops up and in. down. Yeah. Well, no, it pops in it, right, right as the explosion happens. If you if you you might have to look at it like on YouTube or something, but you can see there's a cut there. There's yeah. an edit. that's the only thing I saw as someone who obsessively watches edits as a producer. Um, but, like, yeah, you know, so so there's there's that, the, you know, the, the, the arm thing. The arm is directly modeled after an actual 1944 prosthetic arm. You probably couldn't No, hold, it's a robot arm. You probably couldn't hold a sniper rifle too right. well with it, but it's it, an it, actual piece of equipment. As much as the guy hold, with the frickin' samurai sword on his back, I mean, yeah. part of that is they're trying to show that there's all this customization in the multiplayer. Um, I think part of the problem in terms of just sort of, like, for me watching that trailer as the first thing I see about, of this game is then I want to know more about it and while that's there was, the idea there, of the trailer, but though. Right, but there was some follow-up, but I feel like um, they did like kind of like the half-hour spiel about like, oh, this is going to be that, and then we show you that, and that's it.
2: Yeah, Like, yeah. I feel They like-
1: didn't sh- they compare how they debuted Battlefield
0: Five to how they debuted Black Ops Four. Yeah. After Black Ops came out, after that debut, we had five or six trailers, mm-hmm. literally,
1: hours and hours of multiplayer footage. Yeah, I think you needed more. I think that's a good flavor kind of trailer. Yeah. But they needed to release gameplay with it to show people, like, this is what you're going to be playing.
0: Yeah, that would have been a smarter strategy. But you're right. I think one of the most discouraging things that I've experienced in the last year of covering games was reading the YouTube comments for this trailer. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger collection of people who have never been laid in my entire life. (laughs) bunch of virgins who hate women and think the reason they've never got laid is because of women and not them how about you get off your computer and go out and meet somebody and instead of sitting there complaining about a trailer on freaking youtube i was disgusted by the comments on that trailer i was for one of the few times in my life i was ashamed to be a gamer that day looking at the comments on that trailer and think about the work that's been put into this game by the people at ea and have a bunch of troglodytes to steal one of Adam Sessler's favorite words go into the comments and and just hate it because it had a girl in the trailer you people need to take a look in the mirror man because I'm telling you if you don't it's never gonna get better your life is not gonna get better with that attitude it's gonna get worse and worse look in the mirror make a change because where you're headed right now sucks period yeah it's bad it's terrible like, I've had some people come at me on Twitter, pretty, like... Pretty standard, really. <sighs> like... So awful. So awful. I don't mm-hmm. know what's wrong with you people. I'm not talking to people out on the stream. I'm talking about the people on YouTube that just carpet bombed that. Because it had a girl in it.
1: Well, now you're going to get into all the excuses for like, oh, no, it's authenticity. No, no, it's ethics in games journalism. It just happens (laughs) to be that like in a game in which people like do (laughs) the most ridiculous shit on a daily basis in all of the multiplayer, we're all of a sudden concerned about authenticity because there's a girl in the front lines. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the
0: game. We are running out of time because we still have two more topics after this one. So we got to get to this quick. Uh, Let's talk about some of the actual game changes. Uh, Four player co-op.
1: No paid DLC, and that's four player co-op is another bad company. It is uh, absolutely uh, reference yep. to me. No paid DLC, great. No battle royale, very surprising to me. It was. It sounds like they might be willing to add something later, though. Yeah, like they were sort of like, oh yeah, we know that's a thing, but like at launch, it's gonna da da da. So like, wouldn't surprise me if you saw some permutation later on. Yeah, it would they be. have the size for it. Obviously, they? yeah, they're one
0: of the few existing franchises that already has the scale to make something mm-hmm. like that happen uh war stories returns i think we knew about that already before the reveal bullet penetration another good hallmark of bad company as well definitely missed that in uh in uh battlefield one yep health and ammo packs are handled differently it actually takes like quite a while
1: to use them now Mm. how do you feel about that i get what they're after where they're trying to make it you know, like like health doesn't regenerate fully. It's kind of got like a resistance style, resistance one style thing. Where like if you drop below a certain point, you're only I think you only by thirds. I think it's by thirds of the life bar. And so if you want to get use a med pack, you have to actually like interact with it. And there's an actual you know action with it. And like. I get what they're after with that, but like people, I've seen a lot of YouTube takes where they're like, "Oh, it's gonna force everybody to be tactical, and no. you have No, people are just gonna run into a into the the meat grinder, and you're gonna be alone because yeah. no one's paying attention <laughs> to what they're doing. Yeah, it's like. But the squad can spawn on you, Matt. Right. Well, that's not new. <laughs> I, it's like I I appreciate that they're trying to kind of outthink the exploitation of the systems. But you can't outthink the exploit, and also like part of the it's like oh like I mean I've seen a lot of like emphasis on the idea that like oh like it's not gonna be like the the game the battlefield games where like you know, like the support guys put down the ammo box and you just automatically get more ammo. You have to actually interact and get the ammo. It's like, well, the reason that ammo box automatically does that, or the health pack automatically regenerates the health in a radius around you, is because you couldn't trust the other players to actually do that shit they, like, right. and support you properly. So like, they made it something that you just throw something down and not worry about it anymore. And now you're back to the whole thing where, like, now you're going to have to count on these idiots that you're stuck in a game with. And like, it's going to be you and like, your three friends, like, desperately trying to do the right thing where everybody else is running around with their head cut off it's like it just it seems like it's going to introduce a different set of problems right rather than solve the you know it might solve the ones that they already saw were there but it feels like you're just shuffling the deck chairs on the titanic in an effort to say hey look at all the different things uh segmented health bar no full health regeneration yeah
0: this is both these two are kind of similar it's like the developers are like, "Oh, we ran out of ideas. So let's just go back and do things the way yeah. that we used to do them where we figured out that we could find a better way to do them, but people are tired of that now. So we're just going to repeat the whole cycle again."
1: I like the um the the resistance style, uh, you know, you lose too much health, you lose a chunk, lose a chunk kind of, of like
0: your permanent health. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I like that uh, idea in, in single player games. Yeah. I don't know if it works too well in, in multiplayer, especially something as frenetic as battle battlefield. Yeah. Um I just don't know. I don't know. Like I everything old is new again, man. <laughs> I guess, but like I didn't play enough of Battlefield One's multiplayer to really like be able to to judge how that would change things. I know there was a lot of complaints about like the guns didn't feel right or like this was. Too I'd much agree of that grind, I thought the or, like, guns
0: just didn't feel.
1: I mean, I got that from the from the campaign, but I didn't play enough against other humans to know one way or the other on that.
0: I still had a blast with it though. I still played a ton of it and had fun mm-hmm. with it. But yeah, I'd agree the weapons didn't feel right uh let's see uh, fortifications you can reinforce destroyed buildings destructibility is a huge part of it again
1: again like Mm -hmm. bad company I, yeah, the destructive. I miss the destructibility from Bad Company. Like the rush mode in Bad Company Two is some of the most fun I've ever had playing a multiplayer shooter. Yeah. Like where and by like you're just desperately trying to hold on to like the where you know your your last point by the end, like you start in like kind of actually buildings everywhere by the end it's just a flat landscape of like just blast you know artillery has just flattened everything. get Like, it, yeah. like that, that's great. That was great. and it completely changed how you had to approach defending things. It as, changed as the, the game whole game. It was great. Like you go into a house, you weren't safe. And like. The idea of being able to build something, obviously there's some Fortnite influence happening there, but I like the idea, like, you know, in a, in a, the fact that it's in all the modes, apparently, like, I like the idea that you could have, you know, these standard sort of conquest, like, capture point things, but people could be fortifying a particular point in, in an effort yeah. to kind of, like, make sure we don't lose this one while we go deal with this other one. Like, the, 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 one of the things that bugs me about multiplayer shooters is how repetitive things get and yeah. how, like, everything just becomes by rote at a certain point. If you've got people building different fortifications in, in the ma- I mean, that could be something that keeps it fresh much Absolutely. longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, look, this is Battlefield Bad Company 2018. It really seems I don't seems know like how it. many
0: more, like, hints you need. People have been begging for this game for since mm-hmm. Bad Company launched. There it is, people. I don't understand why everyone's so up in arms over this. I don't get it. It's, EA delivers what fans have been asking for, and they're like, meh, like,
1: you can't win. And they even took all the loot boxes out. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I feel like DICE. I have a feeling those might come back, but. No, I think you're gonna be like, microtransactions for like, but it's gonna be for stuff that you want specifically. It's yeah. not gonna be a random, you know, it's not gonna be a slot machine. Yeah. Um which, to me, seems more like maybe DICE, finally, after, after the Battlefront 2 debacle, was able to say to EA, "It's like, no, you're not shoving that in, this, in our game again. Yeah. Like, we're going to do this the right way. And, uh, and they were, they've been very vocal about, like, you know, they're not doing that kind of thing in this one. And, you know, bravo. I got, we'll see if EA learns with their other games. <laughs> but uh, yeah. DICE seems to have taken the lesson to heart. Um, so good for them. More excited for
0: Black Ops. Or Battlefield.
1: Oh, Battlefield. First off, I've always liked Battlefield better than Call of Duty. Second, uh, Battlefield's going to have a campaign.
0: Yeah, Battlefield for me as well. Even though they showed more of Black Ops.
1: I really liked Battlefield 1's like kind of war story idea because it lets you do like you do. Three, four, five little missions in this one little section of the war and you jump over here. You don't need to have an overarching story. You just sort of focus on these different facets of what's happening uh i dig that i like that a lot i like that uh approach to things especially because it lets you highlight uh lesser known stuff like the harlem Hellfighters in the in battlefield one yeah, yeah judging by the, the cover they might be uh um i can never remember her damn name but uh, it looks like they might be focusing on that uh that scandinavian sniper woman who like had like 309 kills like the number three yeah, sniper yeah. of all time yeah, or something yeah. like that yeah. like that would be a cool you know the the the, fin- the invasion of finland uh basically like, because people don't know about that right oh, that might, yeah know, like, like yeah you know, the that the F- Finland basically had to hold off the Nazis and, and fight like a guerrilla warfare, like French resistance style thing, like, and no one talks about it, like, because yeah. no one, it, 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 there were no Americans. there Ameri- are so many battles. Right, but America also because there were no Americans involved in that, right. so we don't yeah. make movies out of it, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was a great debut. Uh, I would say Bad Company is probably my second favorite Battlefield ever behind Battlefield
1: 2. I, lo- I really like. I think bad co- the bad Company... I love
0: my, the tongue-in-cheek humor. It was bad is my are, it they're was my favorite game
1: after Battlefield 1942. Nothing tops. All uh, right, 42. One. Yeah, it's hard to.
0: Frankly, I don't know if Battle-
1: I don't know if Battlefield will ever top the Battlefield 1942 demo. Yeah, like just playing Wake <laughs> Island <laughs> for wake months. Island like it was, <laughs> a, yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Battlefield I mean, back- everything was fresh and new that we yeah. hadn't really played a game like that. Well, I, to, I, w- I remember seeing that for the first time it was at Camp EA when yeah. they used to do that. I remember they used to have it? Yeah, we go around that. the campus of EA and see all the different games and like yeah. sit through 14 Sims demonstrations. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we went back to the cat like the big cafeteria gymnasium thing they had yeah. uh, for like food, and they had Battlefield nineteen forty two set up at like four stations or something on the side of the wall with yeah. no signage. There's and like people waiting in line. Like, I remember Sessler like <laughs> Sessler's was like you got to see this thing, yeah, and like we yeah. went over and like we never seen anything like, and like the EA people were like. Everybody really, like, it sound like they almost, like, let DICE set that up there just as a favor or yeah. something. And I remember we went to an Oakland A's game, and they're like, so you think we should, like, double down on the Battlefield thing? And I remember uh, Ryan Vance saying, like, it's like, you should rent out the, the carrier in Alameda and have, like, the thing there. And they did that. They did it. Yeah, I went like, to that. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, they, they Battlefield came out of nowhere, yeah. and uh, it was great. I love, and I love that. Bad Company 2 is one of my favorite lines in all of gaming history, which is uh, when the, you're, you're trying to chase, because part of the plot is trying to chase down a satellite that's going to crash, and um, you, you're you're about to get to the part where you know it's going to crash, and it comes flaming like over the, the tank you're in, like just like and explodes down like 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 probably like half a mile away, and the demolitions guy in the group just watches it go and goes. That is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he's like There's a fu- of funny he's like then. a firebug, kind of like obsessed really with yeah. And like yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. Like those games were a lot of fun. And like, it was like a and people. It's like I play stuff like the Battlefront Two campaign, and I'm like, why can't you make a why can't you make a good campaign again? I don't get it. Like I like you made they different people. I guess, but they made two great campaigns with Battlefield Bad Company, which was like at, at a time when no one thought they could. No, you're right. And then I don't know if they i don't think they've ever matched those again. No, definitely not in that series. No, campaign-wise, that, without
0: a doubt. All right, we got to move on. We're up against it here. Although it looks like you guys are hanging tough in the chat. I appreciate it. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Nintendo at E3 Ooh. 2018. Uh, one thing I will say is we talked about—was it last week or the week before—where we talked about that those sheets that were leaked right. that showed essentially what the Treehouse was going to play during the live stream and what nintendo's employees needed to know on the show floor as time goes on that looks just better and better mm-hmm. because look he, that came out after we kind of knew about pokemon let's go yeah but it was on there look, like if, the day after it if broke. yoshi's
1: flipping island is real yeah like you know
0: <laughs> well we don't know that yet though yeah we don't but, but everything else it's, it sure sounds like it could be there is nothing on those that has been disproven yet yeah nothing um, and we just got Fortnite for Switch, mm-hmm. which was on there, and now it's been in thanks
1: Korean Ratings Board. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, it's really starting to look like that
1: stuff was legit. Yeah. So with that, yeah, in I don't think mind, Fortnite on Switch is a giant psychic prediction, but it certainly lends a little credence. Yeah. Um, and so I started going through Nintendo
0: today, and I was pretty blown away. Like it, it has on paper, as of right now, the best lineup at E3 of the big three. Without without question, it's not even really close. Um, obviously, the big game for Nintendo Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what we're gonna get from that? It could be freaking anything. It, you know, it could be just a port of the Wii U version. It could be a completely brand new game with like all kinds of brand new mechanics. Yeah, I've seen. The, it could just be the old game with a ton of new
1: characters. I've I mean, seen the debates raging about that. Um, I don't know. Like I can't. I everyone makes very good arguments for one one side or the other, and I just can't decide. Like, like, it could be, I'd, I'd say it's like a 50-50 chance I'd coin flip it right now. As
0: to whether it's a new game or new game a New game or port. a port
1: of the Wii U version. Yeah.
0: I'm leaning towards port of Wii U version with, like, maybe a new mode and, like, 15 new characters. Mm-hmm. That's what I, te- I think. I mean, there has been enough time to build a new game. There has. Yeah. But he had kind of gone on record saying he didn't really want to make those games anymore.
1: Yeah, well, too bad. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your job, bro. It's what you do.
1: So that's... Go talk to Infinity Ward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's undoubtedly its biggest game. It's There's a tournament going on at E3. We're going to know mm. everything we could ever want to know and more about the game by the time E3 is over. Yeah, this is. you think that's the, that's their big blowout. Oh, so so. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's their big game. It's yeah. the game that's going to sell better than any other. I wonder other. what that
1: booth's going to look like.
0: be cool if they built it like a Smash Brothers yeah. stage, wouldn't it? I mean, that's what they do anymore. They yeah. build their booth to look well, and like... Well, I wonder
1: what they... Because, like, so they did you know, their their first kind of year of, like, oh, we're going to super theme the booth, kind of, be it was Zelda. And, and last, then last year, year was, was Mario. Mario. So this year... Smash. Smash. But, like, which stage do you, do you use? All the stage? Do you use Kirby? Do you use uh, Metroid? What is the one stage that's, like, generic that they use in all the tournaments? Final Destination. That's, that's, that's the that's Melee. But that's so generic. Well, that's the Melee stage, right. yeah. Maybe just be a giant hand. That's what I'm thinking, just a hand just going like
0: this. (laughs) Or one that, like, hovers above the uh, booth and just comes down like it's going to smash you. (laughs) That would be pretty awesome. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, uh, public service announcement for those of you who are watching. Uh, There is a free demo of Mario Tennis Aces going up this weekend on Switch. In fact, it might be up already, and I'm going to be on playing this weekend to give it a go. If you guys want to square off, hopefully there's some online modes in that demo. Uh, I am actually I hate about Nintendo. I can't give people my uh, gamer tag. I'm yeah. Dinfire, but unless I give you my friend Let's do code. Some friend
1: codes, son. So silly.
0: If any of you guys want my friend code, just reach out to me on Sifted or on Twitter or whatever and I'll give it to you and we can play this weekend. Uh not much to say about that one, we kind of know what's up with Mario yeah. Tennis Aces. Yoshi, I, I do
1: think that looks really good though.
0: It does. Yeah, way better than the last one. Yeah. For sure uh yoshi is flipping island (laughs) i wrote it down damn it i I believe (laughs) the title's too
1: awesome it can't be fake it just it feels like authentically cheesy it could be a real it feels like i think it's real real. yeah so do i (laughs) i think it's real uh but we've seen yoshi already it's a
0: it's another side scrolling platformer but it
1: seems like and like flipping stuff over seems like it would fit that. Well, it's just, a flip book. Like yeah, the way the flipping, levels work yeah. is
0: like they open up and the stuff yeah. flips up. So
1: it's, just, it's such a good title. It would be
0: I would be really shocked be if, just if some dude that. came up with that idea. Yeah. Like I just really would. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, which on that list it was called Metroid Prime Renegade. Mm-hmm. Um, considering Retro's not making it, I could see maybe them putting some kind of a weird subtitle on the end of it. But also since
1: it's been like 10 years, like no reason to call it four. Four. Has it been
0: that long since three? I
1: think so. Wow. It was on the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, it probably has been. That's crazy. So uh, I I see no reason to call it four just because like now you're going to make someone feel like they've missed one through three. Like just call it, give it another subtitle and just make it another game. Yeah. It's It's like, you don't call Star Fox. Star Fox 6 you call it Star Fox subtitle
0: I mean it probably shouldn't have been called Metroid Prime either it should have just been called
1: Metroid colon whatever yeah but I mean also Metroid I mean Metroid Prime uh, denotes that it's a first person 3D game it's it's that thing but it's like you know Metroid has never really done that with the numbering except for Metroid 2 Return of Samus yeah which is ironic because everybody thinks Super Metroid is the second one
0: yeah you're right it is (laughs) a lot of people do think that you're absolutely right they didn't have a Game Boy yeah um I'm really, I hope we get to see the new Metroid Prime, even though it's not made by Retro.
1: Yeah, I would hope. I mean, I'm my only thing with Metroid Prime 4 is I'm just worried about what stupid weirdo gimmick they're going to throw in there. Um... They don't
0: have motion controls for Whatever.
1: Anything? I don't whatever Whatever it, it is, it's going to, or motion controls or a special controller thing or some kind of like, you got to raise your Metroids in a freaking online, a cell phone app or like I, don't, <laughs> like I, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like just make a yeah. game. like And it was interesting on the uh, reset era, I saw that people talk, were talking about um, uh, Star Fox and how the Star Fox games have not sold well beyond Star Fox 64. It's like, Star Fox Fox 1 was like 4 million, Star Fox 64 was like 3 million, and then Star Fox Adventures like 1.3, and then no other Star Fox game has sold more than about half a million ever since. Cause they've been bad games. Yeah, but also because it's, as soon as they stopped making them just arcade space shooters, No one cares. The sales went off a cliff. Like, just make another game. Just make a game (laughs) with modern tech that does what all the the things the previous game did, add a couple new little wrinkles to it, and make the game. Not everything has to be... Some you know, like the Pokemon Let's Go thing. It's like not everything needs a Pokeball controller and the motion controls and the and the and the take it over here and put it over here and and talk to have it talk to the plant and have the (laughs) your car interfaces with this thing and then you can run over a a digital puppy and like like just 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 make a freaking Metroid game, people.
0: Like Sony, they could take some lessons from Sony on that. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what Sony's doing at this point. It's just making great single-player games. Yeah, and And saying
1: screw all the other crap. It's like I mean I'm I'm hoping it's it's I mean I don't think Odyssey was a great perfect example of it, but I hope like it's more like that in the sense of yeah we basically just made a 3D Mario game with one new wrinkle the hat and uh, how great does this holiday. game still look by the way
0: oh yeah <laughs> it's freaking amazing how good that game still Metroid looks. Metroid
1: Prime One is still one of the best looking games around it's if you run insane. it through progressive scan
0: it is really insane how future proof the still. hell out of this Re- series. really I mean just look at that explosion right there unreal. Really good stuff. That's why it pains me so to know that Retro is not making the new one.
1: Well, I mean, at the very least, the the it's Mount Dynamco making it. At least they know they have a pedigree they got to follow. They know they. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, they're the ones who made the mediocre uh, Star Star Fox. Star Fox Assault or whatever it was
0: exactly. Uh, Let's see, Bayonetta three.
1: Yeah, probably. Do you care? Mmm. Vaguely. I gotta say, I, I did get Bayonetta 2 and the Bayonetta 1 pack in on the uh, Switch, mm-hmm. and I played... That's probably the last thing I played on the Switch was when that came out, and... Um, Bayonetta 2 is really short. Yeah. I, I was just, surprised how short it, it was. It doesn't... It just didn't grab me. I, f- I feel like it's... It's... It's, it is it's so weird! It's, well, it's so... But I like the weird. It's more like I just don't find the gameplay to be particularly engaging, and frankly, if Devil May Cry 5 is real, I'm more interested in that right yeah. now. Yeah. Which rumors are swirling that it
0: is... Uh, Switch Fire Emblem, which, by the way, when it was initially announced, was announced for release this year. That'd be nice. If so you go back and look at the original announcement for that, it said mm-hmm. coming in 2018. That'd be So nice. that I... could come out by the end of the year. It looks like Nintendo may need something
1: big for yeah. the end of the year. Cause Smash I'm super on board with a Switch Fire Emblem. Yep. If it's a legit Fire Emblem, it's like Fire Emblem Let's Go Heroes or something. Right. Like- Which is possible. It's entirely possible. (laughs) It could be another tie-in with our mobile game thing, sure. But, like, Uh, I'm hoping it's a full-fledged, real, normal, the next installment of Fire Emblem, and it's going to be great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pikmin 4, you think we're going to see it?
1: Who knows? I think I've given up on it at this point. I I think it may be vaporware. I don't don't know if it's ever coming out. Two E3s ago, you were saying, like, 80% chance we're going to see it. It doesn't... I mean, they said it was done, right? You noticed that it was done. Mostly done,
0: yeah. I think it may just be vaporware. I just don't think it's going to come out.
1: I guess, but it's like, man, you are not in a position to be picky with your release schedule right now, guys. I don't
0: know. If we compare Nintendo to
1: Microsoft and Sony, it's going to have a pretty good E3. E3, but we'll see what the release dates are on this Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to play a new
0: Pikmin. Absolutely. I would love to play a new Pikmin. I don't think we're going to see it at E3, though. Probably not. It might turn into another one of those, like, uh, Project Giant robot where it ends up being evolved into something Mm -hmm. else. I, you I mean know, that's also a franchise that has never sold particularly well. Yeah,
1: although you know what I was thinking uh, a while ago that you know there's probably a way to make a pretty cool Pikmin Labo game. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I don't know that, what that. That would is be. a good
0: example of what I was talking about. Yeah. How it
1: could be maybe reworked yeah. to work with some other kind could of technology. That. I could
0: see that. that Nintendo has. Um, that's actually a really good idea. Maybe they should hire you, Matt. Mm, I, mean, I ain't moving to seattle for that <laughs> uh and here comes some conjecture star fox grand prix we've talked about that before mm-hmm. i feel like there's enough smoke there that there's probably fire it's probably some accurate kind. whether it's called grand prix or not who knows yeah but that is retro's game allegedly
1: reportedly <sighs> i'm excited to see that it's retro it's star fox I'm in. I hope it's more like a score attack thing than like a racing game, though. Yeah. Like, well, now
0: they're starting to say Just make that an that arcade
1: it's... shooter. Why does everything have to be yeah. some kind of weird twist?
0: Well, I don't think it is that, but they are starting to say that it is a little bit more like a traditional Star Fox game mm-hmm. than just a racing game. Like, it's
1: just annoying to me that it seems uh, sometimes it seems like Nintendo takes the wrong lesson from games that don't perform well. No, it's like, you're absolutely it's like right. like the lesson from Star Fox Zero is not that people don't want to play Star Fox, it's that they don't want to play it with this forced, like, motion control aiming second screen crap.
0: And people also don't really care about that stupid, like, crab walking. No, there's too much right?
1: walking. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Nobody cares.
1: It's a fox
0: in the stars. Just give us the R-wing and the Landmaster tank. It's That's not, really it's not we need. walk fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh... So I'm pretty excited to check that out. I really hope it's going to be there. I hope that that sheet that was leaked is, is legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Punch-Out, another game that was on that list. Um, I was not a huge fan of the Wii Punch-Out, and this no. is coming from somebody who loved Punch-Out so much he would steal quarters from his grandma's quarter jar to go play <laughs> it. So I am a dyed-in-the-wool Punch-Out fan.
1: Punch-Out made you a criminal. Yeah, it did, and it, it
0: absolutely did. And then uh,
1: the Wii version of it that we're seeing right now, it just really did nothing for me. I liked it for one one match. Yeah. And then, like, after, like, two matches or three matches, I'm like, oh, something's off.
0: The, yeah, something was off about it. The characters, even the characters that I recognized from prior games didn't feel the same, like Glass mm-hmm. Joe even. I'm like, really? This is Glass Joe? Like, this isn't the Glass Joe that I know from Punch-Out! Um, do you think, is there anything they can do with this franchise, though, Matt? I mean... It's really not a boxing game. It's a pattern memorization yeah. game.
1: Hell, this game was almost a music game. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of music to the, how the, you know, the combo like, der, 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 Right. Der, like, that like, it had kind of a musical scale thing yeah. going on. I don't know. Um, is it just one of those franchises that there's just no way to really modernize it, and you're just kind of stuck with what I mean, it is? I think you modernize it too much, and it's not Punch-Out anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying you should turn it into Fight Night or anything. Right. But like, you know, it might make This game it... would also be ripe for DLC, by the way. Right. Well, one thing that you could do is uh, you could Smash Brothers it. You could just have it be a bunch of Nintendo characters boxing.
0: Yeah. Well, I want the characters. I want the classic characters. I love yeah. those characters. But I didn't like how they were handled in this game. Um, I didn't like any of the new guys that they added, and I didn't like what they did to the old guys. Um, I don't know what studio they were saying is going to make the Switch game. But I hope it's a different studio from the one mm-hmm. that made this one. <laughs> I guess yeah, I don't remember a, who did this. Was it Sumo or something? I can't. Sumo remember. does a lot. Somebody in chat will tell us. Sumo is a very busy company. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- Vincent is saying in the chat the strangest thing was about it was saying that it had a new battle system, Punch Out. Hmm. So, okay. Whatever they're going to do to tweak it or whatever, um, and then lastly, F Zero SX definitely do for a new f-zero yes
1: i think f-zero is the longest dormant major franchise they have yeah i think i only included it so that we could run footage of f-zero gx Mm. (laughs) i went looking for this is another gamecube game that still looks good today
0: yeah i uh i went looking for the rom today (laughs) and i found it (laughs) and uh I don't know. Maybe I won't be playing as much Mario Tennis over the weekend as I thought. Although this game is still just hard as nails. Oh, yeah. It took me like five races to even be able to stay on the track. Like, it, I was that bad and that rusty of We're playing Man,
1: this thing, when you get that Mute City track going. I mean, look
0: at this. Look at this track.
1: Mus- There's I mean, like 30
0: cars. I like... mean, the music. Yeah, all the music. The music, yeah. This is great. Yeah. I, I'm all about another F-Zero if it's as good as this one. Although, make it a little easier so I can finish it. Yeah. I never actually finished That's not what F-Zero is about. Well, I finished every F-Zero but GX. It was just too hard. Sometimes <laughs> you just go too overboard, I think. But uh, it was AM2 that made it as yep. well, and I highly doubt that AM2 is going to make not, the new but, one. Uh, well, that's the other I doubt he- Sega's going to loan
1: out one of his development teams again. That's the other thing you got to remember is like this was kind of an arca- made for the arcade as well, so like they wanted it to be hard. It was like you know, but the story mode
0: wasn't in the arcade, was
1: it? No, but it was still the same game. Just like the game
0: itself wasn't that hard. It was the story mode that was just brutal. Mm -hmm. Like I could pass like the grand
1: prix and stuff like that. It was finishing the story mode. I don't think I finished the grand prix. Like this game was very. It wasn't unreasonably hard, but it was. It demanded a lot of you.
0: You had to practice. You had to memorize the tracks. You had to. Mm -hmm. And these tubular tracks also made it a lot more difficult because you had to figure out which what is actually the inside of the turn right. when you're looking at tracks like this? Like, you could
1: blow your line like, so easy. So easy. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I still loved it. Just, it was one of those games that I didn't really care if I was good at it or not.
1: I just enjoyed playing it. And yeah. F3, I think we went, was we kind of that the, way, uh, period. We went to the press event for that together yep. from myself in San Francisco at Tech TV, and I remember, like we we played it separately because they were like in the, like the big sit down m- machines, and I remember we came back together after like like twenty minutes or something. and I'm work. Like, Holy crap! Like, we're, yeah. we're both like I don't even know what to say about this. This is crazy. Like, I still have the bag from that event. I use it for my hockey gear. To me, this is the exact example of what I'm talking about when I say just make the game better. No, you're better. right. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> just this is just F Zero, but with the technology of the day, like ramped up to a thousand. Like, this is ex- make this Metroid Prime. No, you're like, right. Just make me Metroid Prime, but better. Imagine if they made an F Zero
0: for the Xbox One X. Yeah. <laughs> A man can dream. <laughs>
1: well, then we're, Unrequited but then dreams. But... Then we're in a whole weird territory. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So that, that's, what, that's what Microsoft trades uh, uh, the Rares games on the, the N64 Classic Four is make us an F-Zero game on Xbox that no one plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... So that's Nintendo at E3
0: 2018, at least what we know so far. Mm-hmm. No 3DS stuff. I didn't include any of that stuff, although there's not much at this point. There's like the Luigi's Mansion things, yeah. and a couple other stragglers. Um, but we'll probably
1: see Luigi's Mansion for the game for the Switch too. Yeah, the remaster. That's
0: right. Um, a third of this probably maybe isn't true, or even if it is true, may not show up. Yeah. Or it's are, not this year? Late cuts are made at E3 all the time, where they're well, like, "We're going to show this. Now we're not going to." show I don't show
1: know. Like, Nintendo's probably showing this stuff pretty early because they got to shoot the direct. Yeah. Like, you know, that's pro- you know what's happening here with the Pokemon Let's Go. I mean, they know what's in the direct already for sure. Maybe. Oh, that thing's that thing's cut and been going through rounds of notes back in Japan for a week and a half at minimum. I don't know. For sure, for sure. Because you got that thing goes through so many permutations. Well, like everybody's got to look, look at it. Everybody's got to look at it. But that it. doesn't everybody's mean it's not too everything. late to
0: cut something out, though. They could very yeah. easily just cut a segment out of the direct. And but I
1: feel like Nintendo, they got their plans and they execute their plans, and the stuff probably doesn't change too much. I mean, that's one of the reasons of having the direct is like you know exactly what you're putting out.
0: Yeah. One thing I love about E3 rumors, whether they're true or not, is that it gets you really excited. And, like, all these leaks and these rumors about Nintendo has got have got me really mm-hmm. jacked up. What like, do you think about the people I'm that... I'm more excited about Nintendo showing than any other platform holder.
1: What do you think about the people that are like, you know, th- it's ruining E3? Like, there's no surprises left. There are going to be surprises left. Guaranteed. I feel like we got spoiled a little bit by the year where they revealed Shenmue and... Uh and uh, final Fire fantasy seven
0: in the same yeah, year in the same conference i mean that's just not the way it usually it's not how goes. life is yeah, it's not that's <laughs> not the way it is i mean when you get those years you got to embrace them right. wrap your arms around them feel their feel their warmth yeah. and realize that you're not going to get that right. every year. it's so just usually, not going to happen usually
1: you're going to get something closer to 2006's sony event
0: yeah
1: <laughs> ridge racer
0: yeah the giant enemy crap for massive
1: I feel, I feel like people, you know, everybody knows those, those memes and those running gags. I feel like, I feel like the, the part where they made uh, uh, Dylan Job stand up there and wiggle the six axis around like yeah, a yeah. madman playing War, Warhawk to prove that Warhawk could be controlled that way right. is an underrated moment. Yeah. Or the one Konami press conference, the whole thing. One million troops. Yeah, one yeah. myriad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was comedy gold the whole way through. And that was Jamie com- Kennedy doing yeah. the Activision press call. Oh, I mean, there's wow. just... there's, was... is, There are just scores and scores of great mm-hmm. E3 moments. And I promise you, there's going to be some new ones created this year. So don't get down and yeah, all... Yeah, don't, don't
1: miss that Devolver conference. Yeah, exactly.
0: Just... Don't get down and get all bummed out, worried that uh, this E3 is not going to have surprises or memorable moments. It absolutely is going to. Um, I just use, like, these leaks and this stuff to just get jacked up and pumped up because there's a lot of work ahead for me for the next week and a half getting mm. ready for the show. So... Let's move on to our last topic of the show, and I have to do this with a caveat. I'm sure you guys saw Vampire and like, oh my god, Vampire, I've been waiting for it, no one's been talking about it. Well, I cannot, I'm under embargo, so I cannot share my opinion, it's so weird. I cannot share my opinion on the game, but I can discuss what the game has or does not have. Hmm. Or how it functions or does not function. Oh,
1: so we get an objective game review at last. Yeah.
0: Well, this is... I have to mind my P's and Q's here. Because I'm not supposed to share my opinion. That's why you haven't seen any reviews for it yet. They're embargoed until, like, Tuesday, I think it is. Like, Monday night at midnight Mm. for Tuesday. It comes out on Friday? game comes out on the 5th.
1: Yeah. Oh, the 5th. Yeah. So that's Tuesday. Yeah. So it's embargoed until midnight, basically. The minute that 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 doesn't tell me there's confidence there.
0: Well... I can't tell you whether you yeah. should have confidence or not, Matt. <laughs>
1: this thing's on my fantasy team.
0: Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're playing all kinds of mind games. This is funny. Um, I had some faith in these people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, Vampire, it is an action RPG from the team behind um, Life is Strange, which I know may sound strange, but it's actually done action games in the past. Not great ones, but it has done action games in the past. Um, And it is an action RPG in the truest sense. Um, The combat is full-on like hack and slash, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And the RPG elements are pretty deep. Uh, It starts out, you're looking at the opening cinematic right here. You play as a doctor in London in 1918. And as the game begins, he wakes up in this graveyard-like place and has no idea what's going on. He's just like, what? Why am I here? What happened to me? You're a vampire, bro! And that's pretty much what (laughs) happens. (laughs) He he figures out very quickly that he's a vampire, bro. Um, And because he's a doctor, it puts a very interesting... i got to make sure I don't share my opinion here. It puts a... I can't say interesting. It puts a twist on the whole concept of, hey, this is a vampire, but he's a doctor. So he has, like, uh, this care for other people to make sure that they're well, and if they're harmed, to make sure that they're, they're healed and they're repaired. Yet... He's very careful to
1: sterilize the bites. Right.
0: He is the one wreaking a lot of the havoc in the game, and it creates this weird dichotomy of this lead and protagonist Who is completely torn and tortured between what his life was before and what his new life is as a vampire. Um, The game is what I've played. I've played about, I don't know, about four hours. This B-roll does not go past the first two hours, by the way. So don't freak out and worry about spoilers. We're also very smart to cut out any cutscenes that might give away any plot twists. So don't sweat it. Um, The game is very linear so far of what I've played. It's not an open world action RPG where you can just go anywhere and there's fast travel systems. It's a very guided experience so far where you're just kind of going from one waypoint to the next um, and it's kind of leading you by the nose. The combat, uh, the way it works is you have, you have two choices essentially. You can use a two-handed weapon or you can use one weapon in one hand and one weapon in the other. Two-handed weapon obviously is for a big melee weapon or you can choose to use a gun and a sword, or a stake and a sword. And the way those things work is, um, the stake will stun enemies. The gun obviously just shoots them. But you have no bullets. Like ammo con- conservation is like really, really important in this game. Like the ammo is really hard to come by, and a lot of times you have to craft it. You can't. You're not just really handed bullets. Uh, so the stake is pretty handy. If you attack with the stake first, it'll stun the enemies. And then you can either follow up with your your sword or whatever melee weapon you have, or you can bite. And biting is really important. You can't see it yet because this is literally like the first 10 minutes of the game where you've just figured out you're a vampire and everybody wants to kill you because they already know you're a vampire and you're just trying to run away. But if you look at the bar on the top left, now you can see. So now there's a second bar. So the first bar is health. Surprise, surprise. Second bar is stamina. So anytime you attack or you sprint, that will go down. A third bar eventually appears underneath that, and that's the blood meter. And so you can, you can find rats running around and eat them, and they'll boost up your blood a little bit. But where you get most of the blood is obviously by feeding on human beings. And that's another thing you can use the stake for. So when you, if you first attack with that stake, it will stun them, and that gives you a chance to go in and bite. And then you can bite and drink blood, and that fills up what is the third bar that you still can't see yet. Once you've built up your blood, that's when you can start using, like, the real vampire powers. Um, And the vampire powers are all tied into an absolutely ginormous skill tree. Hmm. I mean, huge. That's what I was saying when this isn't just like an action game with light RPG elements. This game, in my opinion, strays more towards the RPG than the action game. And and I can't Hmm. share why, because that would be me sharing my opinion on the game. Um, but in my opinion, it strays more closely... You just did it. Yeah. <laughs> it strays more closely to an RPG than an action game. Hmm. Um, and so the way the, the vampire abilities work is with the shoulder buttons. Once you've built up your blood meter and you have enough blood, you can use the vampire powers. And it, look, I chose, like, claw, the claw attack was, like, the first one that I chose. But you can choose to boost almost anything. You can choose to boost your attacks, you can choose to boost how much blood you use when you attack. All of it is a part of the skill tree. Um, and the skill tree is huge. In the limited amount of time that I've played it, I've had plenty of opportunities to level stuff up, um, choose things to sort of be become a part of my arsenal as a vampire. Um, one thing that is a little strange is part of the game is... Oh, I just shared an opinion. <laughs> hmm. Part of the game is finding safe houses. Um... Once you find a safe house, that's where you go to level up. So you lay down on the bed, and that is where you can go in and kind of tweak all the stuff and choose, spend your points however you want to. Um, What else can I tell you without breaking embargo? Uh, Story-wise, cinemas are almost all real-time cinemas using the in-game character models. Uh, The writing is of the time period. It's so hard to talk about something and not say whether something's good or not. The writing is of the time period. Um, there are some cinemas that are just done with like animated stills that aren't actually fully done in polygonal graphics. Um, there are conversation trees in the game. So far, I've not been able to tell whether they really have any sort of impact later on. Uh, one thing I have noticed is it doesn't seem like you can fail the conversations. Um, you can take a conversation in a certain way, and you can tap a button and actually go back. Here you're seeing like the leveling up for the first time and the active and the passive skills. Um, but you can see on the left there, that's like you can see the claws are the first one that I end up choosing. But then on the right, there's the passive stuff where it's like, how quickly will my stamina refill and things like that. And uh, once you select one of those, then you go down a whole other rabbit hole. So for each one of these options you're seeing right here, when you go to the next screen, there's like five or six levels of that that you need to go through before you've Mm. kind of maxed it out. So the RPG stuff in this is absolutely no joke. This is not just an action RPG with, hey, you can craft in there. Uh, But it does have crafting as well. You can craft brand new weapons. You can craft um, brand new melee weapons. You can craft ammo for your guns. Um, I'm pretty surprised by this game, to be honest with you. Like, I really figured with a small studio that a lot of the elements of of the modern action RPG would have to be dialed back a little bit, but based upon what I've played, that is absolutely not the case. It is every bit as robust as any other action RPG as far as its systems are concerned. Uh, the rest of it, I can't really talk about. Uh So...
1: What is is without drawing a comparison of quality? Yeah can you maybe make a comparison to another game that plays like it? Because I'm about a hard I have a hard time looking at it and being like, okay, this is like what? First of all, Matt, there are no vampire games. Why is that? Don't you think that's bizarre? Because Vampire the Masquerade
0: bloodlines made it all redundant. But I mean look that was a good game. Yeah. but think about it,
1: Matt there has not really been another vampire game since then. That was the legacy of Kane Soul Reaver stuff. Was that after Bloodlines? Around the same time, yeah. but they, they definitely—I mean, they—that went to like 2004. I was after Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, Blood Rain.
0: Yeah, it's not kind of vampireish,
1: but that was from three, two generations ago. <laughs> I mean, Castlevania. You're not—it's just amazing as to them. me
0: how popular vampires are in pop culture, and there mm-hmm. are no vampire video games. Yeah. So just the fact, the whole blood-sucking part of this, and yeah, the fact vampire that you are—the other part of it too. Here's another really cool detail in the game. Oh, I said it's cool. I shouldn't have, but... Maybe if I say good stuff, it's okay. One thing that's cool about it is when you meet people in the game, if you court them and, and become their friend for an elongated period of time, they become juicier targets, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. So the more you court a human being, the better their blood becomes. Like, later on in this B-roll, you'll see there's a Well, we may not get to it, but you'll see there's enemies like in a room and you can scan it and you can see how good the blood is in each Mm -hmm. enemy for you and how much it will replenish based upon. And then if you talk to people and befriend those people, their blood becomes better for you to drink. It's uh, a you're right, though. There. No, I cannot think of another action RPG that's like this game. Mm -hmm. The, the The vampiric elements and the blood sucking in it makes it completely different from anything else. Um obviously you can watch the combat and see the combat kind of looks the same the the tree the skill a talent tree looks kind of the same but the aesthetics of being a vampire changes the dynamics of of this of the genre significantly. Um so no I would say that there really isn't another action RPG hmm. like this one currently.
1: Cuz they don't make stuff like this really much and not just the vampire thing but kind of the standard action RPG. I'd say like Mars Warlogs and the Technomancer. That's that's from a you know those. Technomancer yeah. was when you asked a game to compare it to. That was one that mm. came to
0: mind, but Uh-oh. but it, yeah, <laughs> but see, I can't explain why yeah. I
1: didn't say it. Mm. I, ultimately, I decided not to mention that game for a reason. I mean, I like yeah, I like the Mars because Mars Warlogs and Technomancer are the same series. Yeah. Um, not that the titles give that away very well. You can see also but, you have like, uh, you can teleport. Like you can use vampire vision to track. There is a uh, Eurojank to all hell in those games, but yeah. I, I like what they're doing cause they're just not a game type that's made much. Yeah. And it used to be like, there used to be tons of games like that. They used to be like, that was like kind of bread and butter on the PlayStation 2 to some degree. No, you're right. But they've all gone away.
0: Yeah. And this is, this is a little bit of a, I don't want to say B level game, but it's, certainly built on a much lower budget but it has a lot of the same features of games that were built with much bigger budgets without a doubt um obviously you can see the graphics for yourself to realize what the the presentation is or the production values are Uh, it is a controlled experience like i said what i've played so far you're basically going down a cattle chute most of the time Mm -hmm. there's a couple places where the path may branch a little bit but it doesn't go off into some other world or anything like that. It's a very... Even
1: as someone who's a big open Here world... Here you can
0: see. I'm checking out the blood quality mm. of people that I've met. Hmm. And as you develop relationships with them, the quality of their blood for you will go up.
1: That's a really interesting way to... It
0: creates to a weird that. dynamic because... As you befriend these people, you are growing closer to them, but they are also becoming much more inviting food. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of little stuff like this in the game. Here's the, the yeah, crafting that some, bench. That is
1: some serial killer grooming it action is. there. Like, it it's is. disturbing.
0: Yep. And And again, he's a doctor. So right. he's sworn this oath to help people and heal people, yet he is the one who's putting them in harm's way. So... I hope you guys can get the vibe I'm trying to throw out about this game based upon what I was allowed to tell you about it. Um, we will talk about this game on next week's show. Mm-hmm. Much more in depth, and Matt will be able to jump in as well. I'm assuming he's going to give it a
1: go. Yeah, I mean, I, this has been on my, my radar for quite some time. Yeah. J- both because I like the subject matter and because I like action RPG stuff and because I like Don't Nod. Yep. So, there you go. That's Vampire. It's coming out for pretty much everything...
0: I think it's not announced for Switch yet, mm-hmm. although I'm guessing it probably eventually will It doesn't look Switch. like it would have a problem running on Switch. Nope. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle, for the assist on that one. Uh, so with that, it's time for our Trailer of the Week. Uh, there were a lot of great trailers this week, but it was another one of those cases where we wanted to talk about the actual games. Because believe me, people, if we didn't talk about Battlefield Five, that Battlefield Five trailer would have been Trailer of the Week. But <laughs> We did talk about it, so we had to go for something else. And this week, it is the debut trailer for LEGO DC Super Villains. Get those questions in the chat. Let it roll. The villains are coming! Where are the superheroes? Where did I park my car? Panic has gripped the streets of Metropolis. But who will save the city now? Citizens, remain
2: calm. Everything is under control. The control of Super Villains. Get ready, Mr. Joe! Yeah! Everything is not okay. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, One way, I'm gonna hit you, get you, get get you. One way, one another. It's good to be bad. Maybe you'd like to join us. Uh, who,
0: me? No, not you, dummy. I'm talking to the other guy. There you go. I also just realized that I believe running that trailer in the show is going to throw up a flag on YouTube because Warner Brothers is another one of those companies that are pretty hardcore about it.
1: But whatever. Running out of ideas for the Lego games, boys.
0: (laughs) Um, Wait, people were talking about Shane better cut out
1: this segment for the upload. They think you gave opinions. Did I? Hmm. No more than, I mean, I see people talk about preview stuff like that, and, like, there's, like, oh, they hint at stuff. It's, like, I don't think it's that hard line. What opinion did I give? I don't know. You said interesting or weird. I don't know. I thought I did pretty it's well. close enough. I, I guess not. Matters.
0: Well, I'm going to run think, it. I it's think, going into the upload. I think
1: some people who don't work in, in this field may think it's more strict than it really is. Oh, got you, got you. That's true.
0: Um... W. Matthew, sounds like Shane never heard of Masquerade Bloodlines. I absolutely have. Why would you think that? It's a classic. Because you said there were no vampire games. Oh. Well, that game is like 12, 14 years old.
1: About that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about now. There are no vampire games now. People still play that game now. Yeah, yeah, because it's good. It's really good. Uh, Well, We'll actually answer W. Matthews' question because we answer one of your questions every single episode. Uh, Do you think Let's Go... EV Pikachu is more what they could build in 14 months, given the CEO of the Pokemon company admitted he did not think the Switch would do well. Also, uh, Gale of Darkness isn't considered a mainline Pokemon game. It lacked major elements like breeding.
1: EV IVS breeding. Yeah. Much
0: of Pokemon is its post-game, not its story. I don't know that I would...
1: Agree with that, but well the entire Pokemon <laughs> community would. So that's just how they do it. The post game? Oh, it's yeah. more important than the game. Oh yeah. Like, what, what, what is the post game like you know doing all like once you finish the story there's all the extra gyms you need to do or like whatever the final four stuff are and then like leveling up all your pokemon and like like maximizing your pokemon breeding the pokemon to get the best versions like there's people i mean people play for hundreds of hours after they finish finished Screw the game that dude
0: after 60 hours of that campaign i am done no, those po-
1: games are gigantic pokemon fans put three four hundred hours in those things no, no question
0: time to move on folks um they're like 12 they have no money <laughs> yeah that's a good point. i would have played them that long that's if a I'd good point actually you're right uh i can't read the name because it's purple on dark blue but the question is what is your worst memory from e3 that's justin Horman. Oh, or any other gaming convention was it being overworked or tired have you ever had a really bad experience with someone
1: presenting something at e3 I mean, there's been a couple where I've been so tired I don't remember anything. Um, that's just kind of part. That's just sort of part. Yeah, of the I deal, mean, I don't though. think
0: working hard and being tired is a
1: bad part of. It is a bad part of E3, but it just is what it is. That's, it comes with the territory. I think the closest thing to that would have been when I had one time I had to walk uh, a couple of the girls in our team back to the hotel so they could change for for an, another shoot later in the day. And we, t- we that was back when downtown was a little rougher than it is not now. Not that long ago. And uh, it we took a wrong turn, I guess down, and like we were walking down basically the heart of Skid Row. And I'm not not to say that that is automatically dangerous, but it was just like we were walking down, and it was just like totally silent, and the clacking of the girl's heels <laughs> yeah. on the and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also weird too, like,
0: going from like E3 yeah. Wonderland where everything's cool, and then suddenly you're like in. Yeah,
1: I, w- I was just sort of waiting for the switchblade or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, just like, you know, I was waiting for the for the for the mugging or something, but it didn't happen. No. That was the closest. That. Otherwise, it's just like the worst thing is like somebody got too drunk. Yeah, fight broke out. Somebody pushed somebody in a pool at the standard. You know, like or the top of the W. Um, mm. that, that's when the fun stuff happens. Is yeah, uh, that's the good stuff. That's not the, the, bad the, stuff. the after party. Um, I think maybe it was I guess two thousand six. I remember. In Santa uh, Monica? No, that was two thousand seven. Two thousand six was the last, the super crowded uh, L.A. Convention Center. Made the convinced them to move it. I don't think so. I think two thousand six uh, was Santa Monica. Two thousand seven was Santa Monica. I remember that. Pretty sure, because two thousand six was the introduction of the Wii, wasn't it?
0: Two thousand six was the infamous PlayStation press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Which means it wasn't at Santa Monica. No. Even though they had press conferences still that they year. They did,
1: but like... like Microsoft
0: uh, was in like a football field. Microsoft was at the Santa Monica <laughs> High School yeah. Stadium. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and that was the year after the the, the PlayStation 3 and all that stuff. Cause I, yeah, because I remember we were... Uh, I didn't get to go to the PlayStation 3 reveal one, and then the second year I got to go to that 2006 one, and then 2007, I don't even remember what that was. Yeah. Because 2000, 2005 was the reveal and the kill zone thing. And then 2006 was the crazy enemy crab. Yeah. And then I don't remember what 2007's e uh, It's only was. Yeah, I don't either. Um, the, uh, yeah, so, I mean, 2007 was that kind of overall suck because of how much travel there was. But I remember 2006 there was a couple points where, like, there was so much crowding on the floor, like, we couldn't get the camera crews through. Yeah, it was really Um, bad. And, like, everything was running late, and we were live, and, like, nothing was getting done on time, and it was just, like, we couldn't... Once you get behind
0: on a live broadcast like that,
1: that your jaw's Yeah, so I'm not saying that was a bad time, but it was the hardest E3. 2006 was the hardest E3, I think, just in terms of, like, it was so packed, and you couldn't get... And also, it was, like... Like the next time we did an E3 that was that packed, it was, um, uh, we had smaller cameras. Yeah. Like you forget, like back then you had to roll a cart, like a giant cart with all the camera yeah. equipment through the hallway and you just could And Pelican it cases. Yeah. And
0: yeah. My worst E3 memory is E3 1999. It was the first year, was it 99 or 98? 99 was my first E3. It was the first year that I came to LA for E3. I had gone to Atlanta before. That would be 98. Okay. So I I was going to school in Philadelphia, I was running my site, uh, Street Level Gaming, and I had saved up, literally, I had taken out extra loans, student loans, to be able to afford to go all the way to LA for E3. and I didn't have a credit card or nothing. I got on, I went to go to the airport. I had cash in my wallet, a lot of it, like $1,000, $1,400 in cash or something like that. And uh, I go to the airport, I'm flying Continental, Continental Airlines. I don't know if they even exist anymore. I think they got absorbed by yeah, somebody. by somebody. And um, sitting at the gate waiting to go. They call us, we get on the plane. I sit down in my seat and I do the pocket check. And my wallet is gone. Mm. And I literally almost had a heart attack. Like, you know, you have that feeling, that wave of heat that just comes across your body when you're like, oh crap, that's happened to me. And I look out the little window and I can see my wallet sitting on my chair. (laughs) And this, we were starting to taxi out. They're like, everybody's remaining. Your chair in the
1: terminal? What? Your chair in the terminal? Yeah, Yeah, at the
0: gate. I could see it sitting on the chair. And so I was like, thank God, oh my God, it's still sitting there. They're like, we're taxiing out to the runway. I didn't give a crap, dude. I took off my seatbelt and I ran up and I'm like, oh my God, I just lost all my money. I can see it. It's sitting right there. I'm like, can you call the gate and tell them to get it? And they're like, okay, go sit down and (laughs) we'll handle it. So I go and sit down. I am flipping out. Everybody on the plane knows what's going on because I was like adamant about it. And so everyone's like worried, like, oh gosh, I can't believe that happened to you, blah, blah, blah. We take off. They come back. They're like, they got your wallet. It's safe. It's at the gate. It's gonna come on the next flight out to LA. You're good to go. And I was like, Thank God. I had no money, not a penny on me, flying wow. to Los Angeles for the first time. I've never been, never been west of the Mississippi before then. And some guy sitting across the aisle from me gave me twenty bucks so I could get a cab to like my hotel. Like I, that's how bad it was. Wow. So we land, I go to the desk, they're like, yes, it's coming on the next flight, you're gonna need to wait here three hours for it to show up. I was like, whatever, okay. So I sit there and I wait, it actually ended up being like five hours. Flight comes in, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They're hmm. like, we didn't get a wallet, no one gave us a wallet, and I'm like, uh, I'm in LA with $20, that's all I have, and like my rucksack or whatever. And uh, I asked them, I'm like, Is there another? they're like, there's no more flights coming, into la from philadelphia and the next one won't be until tomorrow morning so you just need to go do your thing and figure it out and uh exactly so i took that twenty dollars i got a cab ride to my crappy hotel believe me it was crappy and went and called my mom and i was like mom i lost all my money huh. i have nothing i have nothing to eat I in loss so my mom like had a heart attack she's like oh my god i can't believe you're in la and you to have no money my mom wires me money for western union i have to walk literally like five miles from my <laughs> hotel to down to buy usc to go to a western union Ugh. in a very rough neighborhood to get what money that my mom wired to me she wired me like two or three hundred dollars i ended up having to live on that the whole rest of the week and my wallet never came wow i get back to Philadelphia and i go to get my wallet no actually while i was in la my wife goes and tries to figure out what's going on she was just my girlfriend at the time they give her the wallet all the money's gone mm. yep and so, is. yeah and so i lost like fourteen hundred dollars and that's my worst e3 story everything else has been awesome otherwise <laughs> i really have no bad e3 stories yeah just my first time coming out to la yeah no i mean it's all circumstantial stuff really yeah well that was continental stealing my money yeah i mean that's really what happened like one of their employees stole the money out of my wallet and put the wallet back in the box you can't track cash yep so there you go that's my bad e3 store we'll take time for maybe one more question ha shane blink twice if you recommend vampire (laughs) can't do it can't do it. i'm not blinking for the rest of the show now uh do we have any other questions or is that it oh here's here's one glorious war microsoft doesn't deliver at this e3 should there be a leadership change bye bye phil spencer There might need to be a come to jesus meeting but i don't think you want to change leadership at this point i absolutely do i think i think phil spencer i like phil spencer i think he's a great guy in fact probably one of the most humble executives in the entire industry but i absolutely think he should be
1: fired i think he should have already been fired i think it's too late though too late for what because so, now then you got to start over the whole new management you're going to delay it even more just years. him you don't have to fire everybody
0: but it's his fault that there's no soft no for no exclusive software for xbox it's his job because
1: he just didn't move on it fast yeah enough,
0: it's or? his job to make sure that there's always something in the pipeline coming and again i love phil but yeah i absolutely believe especially if after this e3 there's nothing to really talk about absolutely he should be canned I've thought i I've said it on this show before. He should, I thought he should have lost his job a while ago. So easy for me to say sitting here talking on camera on a stream on Twitch. Hmm. But I don't know. I've been, I've been in the industry a long time. I don't think I've ever seen a platform with a dearth of exclusive content like we've seen for Xbox One. I just haven't. And the games that are coming are just repeats of stuff we've got before. So absolutely I think that they, need, they would need a change after this E3 if things don't look like they're turning around. So, there you go. Yeah, we went over. This might be our longest episode ever—three hours and three and 15th. a half.
1: I think we've gone longer than that. A couple Maybe times. we did our best. I knew this episode was going to be insane. I mean, there was that time I think we argued about No Man's Sky for like ninety minutes. No, you're right. It was, like, <laughs> was that show longer than this? That one? was long. Was, that was it? I think so.
0: Yeah. So I knew it was going to be a long show. I just knew we had a lot of topics to get through. E3 is just a week and a half away. People, can you feel the power? I'm feeling the power. (laughs) Call me when you get there. (laughs) I'm getting excited. I hope you guys are too. Uh, E3 plan should be going out probably on Monday. I'm working on all that stuff right now as far as what we're going to be doing, what the schedule is. Uh, That'll be up on Sifted in the next couple days, I promise. Um, New dossier will be up soon. That'll go through all the games that are coming out in June, although June is pretty light compared to May, weirdly enough. Um, What else I got? I think that's it, man. We're just in full-on rush mode for E3 at this point. We're gonna be here for you guys. We're gonna do some great stuff at this E3 that we haven't done before. So, hope you guys, those of you who stuck with us in Europe, you're awesome, because it's like five or six in the morning. Mm -hmm. Those of you who stuck with us on the East Coast, you're also awesome because it's late for you guys. Everybody else, thank you for being on the stream. Thank you for your support. We love you guys very much. Game Face is up and out.